What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 33 of the No Mercy podcast. This took a little bit longer than we wanted to to get it out. I wanted to rebuttal literally the day that I got banned from Twitter. This is my one-week anniversary uh, from being banned from Twitter and then wiping out 240,000 followers, five years of work, and all my threads, everything that I've ever done, and my checkmark, which allowed me to interact with a lot of powerful people and really spread the word. So they're trying to silence me. They're trying to silence us. That shit ain't going to work because I just built a company behind the scenes that's almost done called 4deep.com. We talk about it a lot on the podcast, but get over to 4deep.com. The site isn't done yet, but I have a landing page up. It's just a little coming soon landing page we threw together. Um, just real quick, just to get it up there after I got banned. So put your email address in there and click notify me. And then uh, we'll be able to notify you once I get banned from every social media platform, which is going to happen shortly. I seem to be a threat to the cabal on levels that I didn't even think was going to be possible. So that shows we're over the target, flying close to the sun, and they're scared of us. So in the meantime, I want you to go follow this Twitter account. It's awesome. I'm banned from Twitter, unfortunately, so I'm not allowed to tweet or be on Twitter. But there's this account that's just fucking sick. At Return of the G, Edi. So at Return of the Jedi, but with a G, uh, Star Wars team, which we talk a little bit about on the podcast. Interesting. I used to, I used to go to war with stars. So Star Wars theme is, is pretty cool. Uh, Return of the G is the account. It seems to already be being shadow banned a little bit, up to 40,000 followers in just three days. So that's a really good account I would advise you to follow. I'll give you some other accounts uh, throughout the time on my Instagram. The Instagram is what you really need to follow, uh, at Tommy G Patriot. So I'm Tommy G Patriot on Instagram and on, uh, on Parler, on the Parler app. And you could follow 4Deep Media, 4Deep Media on Instagram, Parler, uh, Twitter, all the different aspects uh, over there. You could follow that to stay up to date with all of us. Just want to let all you guys know out there, you little fucking cucks, that I fucking see you, okay? Especially those of you in the DFS community and in the gambling world that used to fucking use all this fucking arrest shit and bank shit with your little troll and burner accounts and try and fucking dox me. I see what you're fucking writing, you little cucks, okay? So if you're listening, just know I see all of you, all of you, okay? I've been forwarded all of them, and I've been following all of you. So everything you fucking write, just know it's been seen and it will be dealt with because that's not cool. Not very nice. So you might want to check yourself next time you start bashing someone when they can't respond because their Twitter account's been banned. Because what you idiots don't know is that when they ban your Twitter account, you can't tweet, you can't retweet, you can't interact. But I could still see everything. My account is still there. I still see it. I just can't access interacting, you dumb fucks. But anyway, uh, this podcast was fun. We had a good time at the beginning. We talked about hydrochloroquine and the QAnon purge and aliens and Ghislaine Maxwell documents and censorship and all that stuff at the end. And in the middle, there's like a whole hour of me explaining what went on with the ban, my childhood, uh, the bank situation, the arrest situation, prison, all that from 17, 18 years ago, whenever that was. So the full story comes out, not the full story, but most of the story. Uh, So the podcast was a little long because we had to add that hour in the middle. So break it up in increments. Listen to part of it today, part of it tomorrow. Uh, Share it with your friends. Pass it on. Appreciate all the love and support for you guys for this podcast. Uh, We've been shadow banned. We've been shut down by Spotify. We've had our our, uh, posts get shut down where you guys can't find episodes. And we're still in the top 20 in the category. And we were up as high as number four uh, before the ban. Uh, in the iTunes listing. So the word's getting out. We're up to 100,000 downloads an episode. This one's probably going to be more than that. It'll probably shatter a record. So I uh, really appreciate you guys. They could try and wipe us out all they want before deep.com is going to fuck their world up because now I have my own little battleship and my own little hub. I'm going to be posting podcasts on there, live streams, YouTube. 
uh, gambling. Forget the gambling stuff. We're, we're going to have a whole gambling section. We're going to have a whole fantasy section. We're going to have stocks. We're going to have everything on there. But on Tommy G Patriot, those of you who are, that are missing my bets right now from Twitter, I'm giving out free bets every day on Instagram under Tommy G Patriot. Currently, I'm 10-2 and two in the last 12 bets. Just started when baseball started, basically. 10-2, and two, up seven units and change. Just absolutely slaughtering. Those are free. Make sure to check Tommy G Patriot on Instagram around 6 o'clock, 6.30 each day, like we did with the gambling package that you guys loved where we made a ton of money over at Elite. So uh, for those of you gambling people out there that like to make some bets, I'm putting the bets up on Instagram for free right now until the site drops, in which case we'll have a full gambling section. I'm no longer with my old company anymore. I speak about that a little bit on the pod. So uh, much-awaited episode, much-awaited return. Spotify's claiming that they took us down because of a song at the beginning and a copyright infringement, which is complete bullshit because I'm friends with someone who actually is really good, best friends with Skrillex, who did the song that was in our intro and spoke to Skrillex already about getting permission to use it and got permission. Atlantic Records, Skrillex, everyone. I got permission already. They're just wiping it down. I'm appealing it because I already have the permission to use that track but um, from him fucking personally, but they wiped it out. So just to play it safe because I need this episode to be heard. At the beginning of this episode, I will not be playing the normal intro song that you hear on all the other podcasts, but I will use the same intro. So without further ado, don't hit it me up. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G with episode 33. Bobby, 33. That is a very significant number. 33. Anybody that's been following our podcast knows the significance of that number. Of the No Mercy podcast. Those of you listening on Spotify are not listening. Because we were banned from Spotify. You're probably wondering where the intro music is. We'll explain that in a minute. But before we do, I am back. We are back. Sorry for the delay. We'll explain that in a minute, too. Let me introduce the, uh, the original Goon Squad. We got the OG squad on here, the four of us who started this conspiracy thing. First, let me introduce uh, Ye of Political Fame, our political expert and correspondent, Ben Jammin at X, Ben, J-A-M-M-I-N-X on Twitter. Uh, yes, he has an AOL chat room handle. Ben, what's up? Hey, good to be back, man. Feel like Jordan throwing on the four or five. It's been a yeah, long you're not time Jordan. I've been on here. You're, no, you're nowhere <laughs> close to you're like, four or five, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like Steve back. Kerr. No, you're like Jordan playing like... minor league baseball. That's what you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm back in action. Glad to be back. It's a lot to cover here, so let's do it. Yeah, we got, we got, I think we got some things to talk about from, uh, from last time I checked. I got a list of like 400 things, so this might need to be a five-part episode. Uh, the next gentleman I will be introducing is, oh Jesus, I'm dropping everything over here, uh, is not only a family member of mine, not only my cousin, but also the person who declares space fake and gay, uh, who is now private on Twitter. I don't know what's going on with the Twitter for Bob's Lessons, Bobby at Bob's Lessons, on Twitter, Bob, what's going on, my friend? Not much. I'm excited that the uh, OG band is back together for our little reunion tour, man. That's going to be fun. And I also so just I go- found out, like literally five minutes ago, that, that the BOD has had a burner account since 2000. It's not a fucking burner it's account, a burner. idiot. It's Wait to be introduced. <laughs> Fuck, he's beating me already. Remember, you know, we're always trying to figure out how he sees our tweets, even though he doesn't follow us. I just right. found out that he has another. Yeah, but it's account. not a burner account. You're not introduced yet. 
You're not. It's a burner account if you hide it from the public. That's it's what it not is. Hid. It's strict. I it's anonymous. It 20, okay, I tell you what. Fucking and let me tell everybody this. right uh, now what your burner. Tell everybody let me, right let me, now. Let me, let me shut up. If no one let in your bring family it. even knows you have the account, quiet, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> let me bring. We bring in my brother. The biggest train wreck on the show who knows nothing about anything but watches 30-minute documentaries right before we start to make himself sound smart. Ladies and gentlemen, the bod. Where's Kurt? Where is The fuck's up, son? That's, That's it? it? No That's rant? It? Usually no, I'm no, like no, a five-minute... Yeah, no, no, let's get the logistics out of the way. So I'm getting DM'd all fucking week, okay? So Tom's out. No Mercy Pod is out. Bob is out. Uncle Danny is out. So what do you think the number one question is? Where are we? How do we vote for the bot and co-host of the year if all these <laughs> accounts are out? So I want to announce it on the 33rd now episode. We are going to be hosting the voting on the bod no mercy at Twitter, co-host of the year. Mm, deal? At the bod no mercy. That's at like, the bod no mercy. It's like hosting a presidential election at the DNC. That's Not my fault. <laughs> It's not my fault. I'm the last man standing. It's like holding the election on the corner, street corner, with a guy holding a Bible. I think we should. I think we should uh, host it on this new account, which is fire on Twitter. As you guys know, I've been banned. We're going to talk about that. We're going to break down the whole uh, situation. But there's. It's not a new account. It's been around, but it only had a couple thousand followers. But it's fire right now. I mean, it gained like thirty nine thousand followers. I think in just the last seventy two hours. Uh, Return of the G. Have you guys seen this account? It's Return of the Jedi with a G. So Return of the Jedi. And yeah. uh, this account is fire. I mean, it, literally, I'm, I'm watching it every day. I'm very excited. Uh, it's an account that followed me prior. And uh, I'm just absolutely killing it. Just spitting. Fu- it, it almost looks like me. Like, it's, it's strange. But I mean, obviously not on Twitter because I'm banned. But uh, this account is really doing a, a fantastic job of carrying the torch, guys. I haven't followed yeah. it yet. Does it? I, I checked it, really it out. It didn't really seem right. that relevant. So I, you know, it's not worth a follow. <laughs> yeah, it's at Return of the G. Return of the G. Ed I. Um, so you guys should follow it. I mean, I'm following. I love it. Kurt, what do you think of this new account? Complete garbage. I don't know why I follow it. <laughs> Isn't it your only follower? Actually, right, you, there's tweets on this account talking about Chinese food and softball <laughs> teams. <laughs> And uh, go back to China, WNBA. Should we read you one of these tweets? Fire account. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It seems like an amazing account. So it, we all know about the Bod No Mercy, Kurt, the Bod, whatever fuck name you want to call him. How he only follows one person at a time. It's been Big Bird. It's been the uh, wasn't it gay NFL? I always no. I I always follow threats to my life. So it started oh. with Greta, then it oh. went to Big Bird. Then uh-huh. it was Bob for 24 hours because he gave me a compliment and I thought he was going to drop a meme, but he didn't. <laughs> and then it was gay football because I thought Trump said, I love gay football, but he said, I love Goya food. So <laughs> and then I was down to nothing. And now I was down to this Jedi guy, but I'm getting rid of this idiot and I'm going to move Return on. Return to G? Time. You're going to get rid of Return to G? I need to follow someone in the alien world. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a little bit about aliens today too, Kurt. I have a video of an alien. Oh yeah, what was that, bro? So, do we start there, or do we do we no, get? To of that? course, I mean, we always start with aliens. You guys always give me a minute for alien talk. Yep. So and then you take twenty. Yeah. So 
let me give some context. The reason I didn't release the video is because I let me wanted... stop you first. Let me stop you first. When was the bird episode? I don't know, a couple, 30, 29. I'll, I'll try and check it. But yeah, so for those of you that missed it, Kurt's been having some weird experiences. First of all, we were in his backyard with my gorgeous niece and nephew. Uh, and we heard this like, eh, 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 like ringing coming out of the ground. And uh, for those of you that follow me on Instagram, that's a very smart move to follow me on Instagram too, by the way. Uh, Tommy G Patriot. You should really follow all of us everywhere, including every secondary account as you're seeing the purge take place. Twitter disappearing, Spotify disappearing, this podcast could disappear. So make sure you have access to all of us all over the place. Um, I'm Tommy G Patriot on Instagram, on Parler. Uh, where they zapped the No Mercy account, so we just started at No Mercy Podcast. I don't know why they zapped the No Mercy Pod account when they zapped me. It makes no sense. They've never done that to anyone. I know everyone in this space who's had podcasts and had their personal account suspended. They've never touched their podcast account except mine. Spotify lied and said they deleted the podcast because of a copyright issue on the music. That's why we had the legal shit going on. That's why it took so long to get this out, and that's a lie. Because one of my best friends has recorded with Skrillex and actually reached out to Skrillex and Skrillex gave approval and Atlantic Records gave approval. He told Atlantic Records there's approval. So there is approval on me using that song from the person who fucking did it. But they still use that as the oh, copyright. And then when we appealed it, they haven't gotten back to us, just like how I appealed my Twitter. So make sure you follow all these secondary accounts. But the bod has had the, uh, the alien in the ground. That me and my niece did a little documentary on to try and figure it out. Bod has been attacked by birds uh, a couple episodes ago. I'll try and figure out which one that was. And now this is your new thing that's going on just in the last month, Bod. So now continue. No, this is real. So the I know everyone. The other things were real too. Did you not get attacked by no, a bird I'm before? Talking about the aliens. People think it's fake aliens. Like this is real aliens. So I work overnights, and anyone that works overnights knows you hear weird things all the time. So I heard the first sonic boom, which I hear all the time. It was a right? And then I heard another one. So then I'm like, all right, should I look outside? Now here's where it got a little weird. So you had to you had to ask yourself if you should look outside well, no, when you look, heard a sonic boom in yes, your front lawn. No, because I hear sonic booms almost every night at work. So the question was, what? I got it in. Insane. I think he's just mistaking these with fireworks. No. Who's yeah, what is this? Three in the morning on a Wednesday. Honestly, so, I have a video that, that, that I sent to the girl who's friends with Skrillex at 2.30 in the morning on July 7th or 8th, three days fire. after, where people I were lighting fireworks across the street from my house. No, okay, listen. I know what fireworks sound like. It's not fireworks. So here's where it gets weird. I got in an argument with myself because I'm in mm. my office and my window mm. is like three feet to my right. And I'm like, mm. all right, let me just check my camera that points outside, see if I see anything. And then I would hope not, it points outside. That would be a very weak security camera if it pointed inside. Well, people have indoor cameras. And then, yeah, but I mean, and then I got an argument. I'm like, no, just go look out the window. And then this went on for like a minute. And finally, I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to look on camera. When you argue with yourself, is it the bod arguing with Kurt? Or are you? Are you I don't know. Is it like your, your, is it your burner consciousness? I don't know because I never argue with myself. So you then, did, Bob, Bob, didn't he just say he this, has arguments with himself all the time? Listen, I've known to step away from you guys when you, you're going back and forth. So. I'm going to defer my time back to you. All right. So, <laughs> so something. I'm going to reclaim my time right now. Kurt. No, go on. So yeah. something pushed me towards looking at my camera. The Sonic Boon, probably. 
No, but something, instead of looking outside, I looked on the camera. And I'll tell you why mm. that's important. So when I looked on camera, I see these 10 orb light things going up and down my property. Then they go into the middle of the street. Then they come right up to my staircase. Then they move back. They go back and forth. And they're going all around my property for about 20 minutes. And now, did you think to film this? Yes. It's on my Nest Cam. So now... As this Kurt, is why didn't you take your phone and film it on your fucking camera well, phone? You let me finish. I'll tell you what happened. So I, I'm like, all right, let me go see if I could see this. So I go downstairs holding my camera up like the video, but I'm holding the Nest Cam on my phone so I could see it. And I look outside and I can't see it with my naked eye. So this goes back to why it was so important that I got pushed to look on camera. Because if I just looked out my window, I would have never saw it. I only saw it because I looked on camera. And then I opened the door and it shot away, closed the door, turned off all the lights to make sure it wasn't some kind of light reflection. And it started up again on my Nest camera. So I got about 20 minutes of footage. I've showed neighbors. They have no idea what it is. So I'm going to post the video. It could only be two things. It's either like the sensors in the camera trying to pick something up or it's an alien. So I'll post it and then everyone... (laughs) So it's either the most important video ever to have been filmed in the history of... Jesus, I got to stop dropping things. In the history of the entire world, Mm -hmm. or it's uh, flashes from a lens. But I don't think it's flashes because it moved around too weirdly, and it's never done it since. I checked every 20 minutes to see if I could catch it again. Hasn't happened since. So What What time was this? Three in the morning. Yeah, it's always at three in the morning. I know it sounds nope. strange, but I've had my uh, Xbox Xbox 360 randomly turn on at 3 a.m. and it's and it's happened yeah. to me like on multiple occasions. Uh, just I'm literally laying there, and all of a sudden it just turns on. That's the time for paranormal stuff mm-hmm. to happen. I don't know why it's 3 a.m. Yeah, but I'll we'll ask the, the only we'll ask the only normal person on the podcast, Ben. What's your take on this story? I think that he's just looking at lights and fireworks and he doesn't... It is, doesn't not, it is not fireworks. The sonic booms were not fireworks. I'd literally hear the sonic booms like all the time. I've seen a ton of videos that have the sonic boom stuff. And if, if it is what you think you saw, then that is legit. Because I've seen a lot of stuff where you have these bright lights and a sonic, sonic boom. And then you see these, uh, you know, when they look at these spaceships, it's not just moving in a straight line like a meteor would be. Yes, it was like usually see them jumping around and going vertical yeah. and horizontal. Yes. I actually, my exactly friend actually, my friend Chad actually sent me a video of him. Uh, and by the way, he was uh, like abducted by an alien. Like I'm not, this is like when I first heard it, you know me, I, I, I will research and believe everything initially and then try to debunk myself. The story that he told and the face that he had when he told it was literally the craziest thing I've ever heard. Oh, let's hear and it. Was, no, I'm not, we're not going to. We got so much shit to talk <sighs> about. But yeah, nice try, though, Kurt. That was a good effort. But um, but yeah, and he's been seeing a lot of stuff lately, too. He's, been, he's sent me videos of like all kinds of stuff he's been seeing in the sky and everything. But anyway, Kurt, that was your alien time. We will actually readdress aliens uh, later in the pod after the, uh, the Pentagon and everything basically admitted that those objects that uh, they had leaked out, what, a couple weeks ago, I think it was, saying no, that they might um, be from another planet? No, the, there was a guy that leaked out that was working on stuff that said, we have uh, vehicles not from this world. Right, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Right, they confirmed it, though. 
that it's in the in the documents that were unsealed that the vehicles are not from this earth. And the uh, funniest thing is, yeah, because the Pentagon's never been involved in misdirection ever. Well, ever. that's what we're going to talk about, right? So we're going to mm-hmm. talk about, and even Sather's been talking about it a lot on Twitter, how he's the biggest alien UFO space guy in the world, probably. And he's even saying this is a Project Blue Beam waiting to happen. This is what they're trying to do. They're trying to distract from all the information that's oh, going to well, come we out from the Gis- Lane documents. Right? Like, we were saying that last year leading up to the election. Like, that's the kind of yeah, yeah. over surprise that they would need. And and what's crazy is, you know, when you're you're thinking about everything these days, it has to be through a political lens. It can't just right. be in a vacuum. So when you think about all these different types of events happening— you know, there's a lot of people who think Biden's, you know, has a 90 percent chance of winning. A lot of people think Trump has a 90 percent chance of winning. So there's got to be some big October surprise on both sides. And, you know, what better way would it be for the federal government to stay in charge? And and this is this is not even a Trump thing for me. This is a federal government, big government thing with his blessing. Don't go. Don't go too deep into it because we're going to get into it later. Well, I'm just saying with his blessing or not, this would be the type of event that the the federal government would need to continue the continuity of government overall, regardless of what president is there. Right. We're going to talk about which side of the aisle um, the alien invasion would be on, whether but it's fake, what? whether it's real. But what if it is real and they're just saying, all right, let's the, release the, all the things. These are all the things that we'll be discussing once we get the real important stuff out of the way first, because we're 12 minutes, 15 minutes in and we haven't even covered anything people are tuning in for. So the uh, we will get to that. And uh, Kurt, I know you'll remind us to retouch back on that. Yeah. So here's the thing. So what happened last week? Uh, First of all, this is my one week anniversary, and none of you. I made that up, by the way. Isn't that fantastic? Anniversary. Very corny. (laughs) Yeah, it's like I made up Ben's Internet Explorer. Uh, That's Ben's nickname. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Are you fucking kidding me? That was fire. What? You've got to be kidding me. It was fire. You, did you fire. just say you made up Internet ben? Explorer? Because Ben's always like behind and never sees our tweets and Bro. anything. And he's like, well, that's will you guys so fucking hold on a second. Time out. Time out. Will you guys back me up on this? I'm really getting tired. He does this every single fucking time when I have an original idea and I put it into the thread and then he just selective amnesia and then he puts it out as his own. That's what he does. Things you, you invented I, it? I need backup that I was the one that invented Ben being the Internet Explorer of the oh, threat. 100%. But you know what the rule is. Wait, he did? Matter. I really thought I invented it. matter who invented it, who created it, it's Tommy's. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Tommy owns it now, apparently. I, I, well, what, all right. All right. How, how about this? Benternet, Benternet Explorer. Benternet Explorer. Okay. Uh, I'll give you Benternet Explorer. You're downgrading. All right. So I just made it better. Okay, great. You're downgrading. <laughs> all right. No, it's just so funny in the text threads. Like, Ben will come up. Ben I really thought up. I invented oh. that. Well, we have, to, we have to explain why, right? But yeah, because because Ben will put something. Yo, did you see this tweet? Like a week later, after like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like usually. Why is that, Ben? Why are you on like a twenty-four hour to seventy-two hour lag from everything? It's, it's even better than that. Usually, what what will happen is it'll be like midday. You know, I'll be on lunch break or something. I'll be scrolling through Twitter and I'll I'll, I'll see this post. And I'll be like, oh, shit, they're, they're talking about Tommy. Let me fill everybody in. And I'll text the chat. Oh, that was the best. He's like, bro, did you guys know Tom was in the Daily Beast? <laughs> no. And like, and like, no idea, Ben. Point, he'd, he'd already been wiped from the internet. I'm like, guys, you know there was an article out this morning? I was banned for two days already. It was like on Sunday. <laughs> it's like this morning. He's like, maybe we should talk about Tommy getting banned yesterday. Ben called me Ben called me the other day. And he's like, dude, turn on Channel 2. OJ's driving around in a white Bronco. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, so anyway, it's my anniversary. Um, 
Can I trademark that? Did I make that up? A anniversary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can have that one. Dude. <laughs> That's a great one. So it's my anniversary. It's my anniversary today. I'm very excited. One week uh, from when I got uh, wiped off the Twitterverse, uh, which which is a huge lawsuit coming for them. They're they're in a lot of trouble, and the last thing they needed, and the best thing for me was this hearing on censorship, which we should talk about too. Let me add that to my notes. The hearing on censorship that just took place the other day, where it was the first time I saw bar- bipartisanship amongst. The Dems and the Republicans, some. where they both, what? Some, Nadler, whatever his name, definitely wasn't. And at if, first, the first comment was, and then he turned into mini Nads. Yeah. The and then the other guy and, that looks like he's from the twenties, Depito, Depito guy, the guy who looks like a pedo. Yeah, yeah no, he made everything about Trump. But yeah. I was honestly, if you get 90 percent, uh, I live tweeted it. Uh, um, actually, I didn't return it again. I did, and I just retweeted it on my uh, Instagram since I don't have Twitter. But, um, yeah, we went through the whole thing and announced uh, what was going on. And, and it was a pretty funny thread that Return of the Jedi did. What, what, how do you pronounce that? Return of the Jedi? Return of the Jedi? Return of the Jedi? Oh, no, but if he's a Jedi, he's probably I think it's Return of the Gay Guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you came back on the podcast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, so what happened last week? So, basically, I'm not going to go all the way in depth to my life story and all that because it's an hour and a half. Uh, I will touch on it right here. So basically, as you guys know, I was very aggressive on Twitter, uh, you know, got up to a couple hundred thousand followers and uh, was was getting pretty viral interactions uh, when I looked through my because a lot of people were saying, why did Chrissy Teigen respond to you? Why is Alyssa Milano responding to you? Why is the Newsweek writing art- about articles about you about Bubba Wallace? Like, why you? Right. Because I had the check mark one. So that puts you on the radar of everyone. And then two, my engagement rate was insane. Right. So when I, I had the screenshot that I sent you guys, my engagement rate on my top tweets was like 59 percent, 68 percent. I think like three percent is like pretty decent. So when I would go after these people for attacking me or for doing, you know, pedo shit or the fake news gate with Bubba Wallace, it wouldn't be like a 200,000 person account tacking because like half my followers would go run over there and attack. So it would feel like a three million person account was following. So I think that's part of the reason why. Uh, I slammed on their radar so much, and thanks to you guys for honestly engaging so much and 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 doing things I asked you to do and following. But you're welcome, bro. Not you, Kurt. You're useless. So, so all of a sudden, uh, I wake up Friday morning, and my phone's exploding, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" My notifications just, and I'm looking at them like, "What the fuck?" They're like, "Daily Beast did an article on you, Will Summer," and I'm like. What? Like, who the fuck is Will Summer? Like, I barely... I'd heard the guy's name before. You guys may know him better than me. Who is this dude? He was... Like, I know who he is now, but he was, like, Pizzagate. He was, like, a big person who was exposing <clears throat> QAnons. That was his big thing. QAnons. QAnons need to go down. And he writes hit pieces on QAnons all the time. Meanwhile, I just... At the 37-minute mark of one or two podcasts ago, Breaking the Matrix podcast, I literally did a five-minute rant saying... I am not represented by the Q movement. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's a fantastic information source. I am Tommy G. I've been studying the deep state for 20 years. I did did not just get into this when Q popped up. I also think some of the stuff with the Q supporters in the movement is a little bit crazy. And some of it is amazing. I think people take it a little too far with the numerology and stuff sometimes. But I'm not the dude who's like fucking running around going, Q is my lord and savior. Even though I love Q and I love the QAnon movement. I love all of it. I will never 
b- b- judge myself as some group, right? So I'm never part of a group. I'm me. I'm but I Tommy G. I don't think G. they understand what it is. The left, they don't understand. Whenever they post about it, they don't understand. They think it's Antifa. Like they don't yeah. understand that Q is just like this informational thing that people use to see things. But they think like the Tom Hanks, the Wayfair, all that stuff comes from Q. No, no. that's what and, they and think. And that- and that's you know the funny thing that no, it's not what they think. No, you're, that's where you're wrong. It's like not. They're they're they're, they're pretending that they're projecting it. it. They're trying oh, to they're right. trying to lump it all in, kind of like with Pizzagate. Hold on, Ben. Hold on, Ben. Wait to be fucking called on, Ben. So it's kind of like raise your hand. It's kind of yeah, like raise your fucking hand. This is the best way I can describe it. So like with Pizzagate, right? So what they try to do is they lump everything towards what happened at Comet Ping Pong and the guy that shot up the ping pong, you know, and and they lump Pizzagate into that, right? Right. But realistically, what Pizzagate is, is the the pedo codes from the Podesta emails. So they try to divert your attention away from the truth and they try to lump in, you know, like partial truth. That's what the false flag element of this is, is that they try to lump Tommy in with the QAnon movement. They try to lump Tommy Wayfair with QAnon and say it's all a right wing conspiracy. So it's not that they're they're They don't have the information. It's that they're purposefully trying to misinform you and lump it all in. So that way, when you hear Tom Hanks is a pedo, you think, oh, crazy QAnon. When you hear about Wayfair, you think, oh, crazy QAnon. Same thing with Pizzagate. When you hear Pizzagate, you immediately think, oh, they think a pedophilia rings run out of Comet Ping Pong. No, we're talking about the pedo codes and and that's the email. So it's a diversion. That's what it is. Right. So? And ben, <clears throat> yeah. And by the way, guys, since we have four of us on here again, that raise hand button on the uh, on the thing. Let's get back to using that. You guys did a great job with it last show. You're terrible with it today so far. But uh, yeah, it's almost the same as if uh, an Italian, you know, uh, I don't know, fucking shot up a school. And then saying, well, the No Mercy podcast is involved because all those guys are Italian. You know, like it's they're, they're, it's total ridiculous how they're tying everything in together. But uh, Ben? Yeah, no, I mean, that's a good point in general. And what Bobby was saying about how they're completely mischaracterizing it. Um, I, I mean, you, you can say that it's, it's done unintentionally, but th- we all know that they do it for a reason. And while they may have some inkling of what the movement actually is, it's like when these writers try to write about things regarding the law, right? You have these kids who did, uh, you know, a, a journalistic uh, media type major in college. They graduate, they're, you know, mid-20s, late-20s. They don't know anything about law. And they're trying to write about, like, Michael Flynn's law cases and, and all this stuff that they just don't understand because they're not willing to get into the details. And a right. lot of it has to do with that as well. So not only are they doing it on purpose because some of them may have a better idea, but a lot of it is just they just really don't want to look into it at all because there are some people who looked into it and said, hey, you know what? They're, they're not completely crazy. You know, everyone has their own conspiracy theories. And when you start to deal with these people who talk about Russian collusion for years and even though it's still discredited, try to use it as, you know, the the defense of every type every time they use a, a hit piece on, on somebody. I think it's, it's really important to notice that not only are they malicious, they're they're stupid. But the reason, well, yeah, the reason and, why I'll oh, go ahead. Well, the, what I was gonna go, say go, is go, the go. reason why I know it's malicious is because you see the same people write like like the same authors of different uh, like so for example the same person that wrote the hit piece on Tommy was the one that wrote the hit piece on the doctor that was uh, reporting that hydrochloroquine has you know uh-huh. harmful benefits was and trying just to wrote, and her. just 
and just wrote the hit piece on Clay Travis the other day. So how come uh, he he's just, in he charge of all these? So that's why I'm saying there's a hand selection going on with a lot of these people. They're hitmen of the deep state. Yes, so there is some ignorance and there is some people that there are, are some people that, you know, uh, just don't know. Like you were saying, I know somebody firsthand that uh, – described exactly what Ben's talking about where, you know, they're writing on legal issues and, and they're learning on the fucking spot, you know, and some of these people are learning right. on the spot. Similar to like, remember when Stephen A. Smith started <sighs> reporting on the UFC and everybody started. Oh, making my God, him? it was so bad. So you have elements of that, but you also see like commonalities where you see the same reporter writing hippie. This guy, man, this guy, you know, he must have a really big team around him that of investigative journalists that, that are, you know, <laughs> He, you know, it's unbelievable how he his name is out in front of all these things. So. They're like mercenaries. Yeah. They get yeah. sent yeah. out. You know, you get a topic, you get a 3 a.m. Um, notice, and they're just like, okay, here's the guy that we're going after today. And then you see yep. everything all happen at once, right? It's not like the article comes out a few days, you know, it circulates a few days later, Tommy gets banned. It, it was immediate. And yeah, I was uh, like I was in the middle of my rebuttal. Yeah, forget forget days later. Me. I mean, Ben, you, you're usually days later, so you might have yeah. saw it days later. But <laughs> It actually was only hours later. <laughs> Internet Explorer. Well, they went after but, uh, Travis Clay right after you. Travis Clay? Who's that? I know Clay Travis. Who's Travis Clay? Is that the rapper? I don't, you can't have two first names. It doesn't work. That's like if I'm like, I walk around as Kurt Burt. Yeah. It doesn't work. Whatever. Kurt it's the same thing. Burt. But they oh, went after him like the next day. Yeah. The, Wait, is that your burner? Thing. Is that your burner? Ben, ben will see that they went after Travis Clay tomorrow. <laughs> Hold on. See? What's Travis up, Ben? Travis Clay. No, so we I'm joking, Kurt. I'm making fun of you. Oh, we were talking about up. how you know how everything was getting banned and how it was happening all at once. And something I brought up to you that you didn't even realize, and, and this is weird, but No Mercy Pod on Twitter was banned before the Tommy G account. What? So they, they went straight. Uh, they went straight really? after Psych the, scoop. How the did podcast ben and the business this? account. And because what happened was, um, I was looking, yeah, I, I was ahead of you guys. Internet Explorer. For, um, no, I know I exactly what he's talking about, and I think he might be wrong. No, no. Well, what happened was everyone was telling me, no mercy got suspended. I'm getting tagged and things. So I went to go look for it, and then it's gone from Twitter. There's no posts, anything. And then I go to look for Tommy's, and everything's still there. No, no, no. So this is what happened. Since Tom has had 200 whatever thousand followers, for some reason, it takes it longer to take it down when you have that many followers. Because even uh, like my Cookie Rob, you were down for like 20 minutes and Rob still showed you as being up. Yeah, so, it did show me being up longer for some reason. Yeah, that I is, think that you is had true. more followers. I think that's why. Right. But yeah, it, it, regardless of if it happened even minutes before, the oh, yeah, it happened it was at, happening the, same at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the thing is, you know, you have. You guys aren't even, like the biggest Q followers out there, but you support Q, you follow it, and and you, I mean, you, you lead it, right? But me and right. Kurt are on on kind of the opposite end, where you know we don't follow Q in the same way that everyone else does, and I I don't talk bad about it, but I'm I'm pretty vocal about my my um, my objection to you know following it word by word, and so it's not like we're all complete acolytes and well, the, the, yeah the pod shouldn't have been deleted that's right. the bottom line that's insane that's a business it's a separate business well, there's no way you could delete that podcast just because i had access to it because i never even tweeted from that account that was kurt that's what the i tweets from the account the interns not me oh yeah not you yeah, yeah. I, I did lose a vote for co-host of the year when that thing went down so yeah. it's hitting everyone differently <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but that's what's crazy. I don't even tweet from that account. That's Kurt. I don't even think I know the login anymore. That's so what like, I, I don't think I can get like, it. He does not have access I, to it. It is not. I don't even go in that attic because I would have been using it when I got suspended for 12 hours. It's not. Remember, I got suspended for 12 hours like a week ago for nothing. Like I would have been using it then to tweet from. I don't even use the fucking thing. Yeah, but it's not even like Tripoli's where his show tweets like conspiracy stuff. We don't even tweet yeah. conspiracy stuff from it. We literally tweet no. memes and a new episode drop. That's it. <laughs> yeah, and and we had like thirty five thousand followers or forty thousand followers, whatever the fuck it was on there, that are gone now. So you right. know, this is where the lawsuit really starts to kick into gear. The fact that so so back to what I was talking about. So I wake up Friday morning, right? And uh, and keep in mind, I was intentionally kind of kind of I wouldn't say calm, calm by my standards, but I was intentionally calming a little bit because we're dropping the new website, right? So we've just finished the landing page, and I'll go into this a little bit more after the rant. But uh, get over there now, just in case they delete this podcast and they'll, they'll totally fucking acid wash me from the internet. Uh, 4deep.com. 4, the number 4, deep.com. And I'm sure a lot of you guys are giggling at that name. Some of you are going, what is that name? Uh, you'll remember the Ramsey rant. Ramsey. Remember that, Bobby? Fucking Ramsey. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so, uh, so I started that saying... I'm four drinks deep, so I'm saying this, right? So that kind of became a thing on our little world and with, with my followers that, you know, the party doesn't start till you're four drinks deep, right? Because, and my drinks aren't beers, by the way. They're like triple Jamesons in a glass. So we've started to notice that whenever I'm on my fourth Jameson, uh, that, which is really the triple on the rock, so more like my 10th, 12th drink, but my fourth drink, and then I started asking other people, like, at what point do, like, conspiracy theory talks start? Right. Like if you're hanging with your friends, what point? And everyone was like, yeah, usually around like the fourth or fifth drink. Right. So we're naming it four deep, which is short for four drinks deep. And it also has a lot of meanings. Obviously, deep is a big term in the conspiracy world Four D chess. We talk about all the time. Uh, but one of the other big ones is if you go to Urban Dictionary and you look up four deep, that's a term me and my boys always used to use when we were rolling to the club, like we're rolling four deep. So it's kind of like that VIP click kind of badass. Uh, there's some sexual innuendos with four deep too that we won't get into. We're four deep podcast. today. We're four deep on the podcast. That's how we started the podcast. So, so uh, it, it does tie in fourdeep.com. Again, had to rush all this up right now. We're really taking our time and trying to make everything perfect. But I spent uh, a day and a half, two days with uh, with all the guys on the podcast, uh, just building this landing page. Right. So we have a very generic landing page coming soon page that's going to explain what we're doing over there. Get over there immediately. And sign up. All you need to do is put your email in. We were going to have a lot of fields like name, location. Don't want to turn anyone off. We're not going to spam you with any emails. It's just for, uh, we're not even going to send you a return email as a thank you. You're just going to get a notice come up on your phone saying, thanks for signing up. We're not going to spam you nothing. I just need all your guys' information because I could be completely whitewashed. As we just saw them remove 250 million impressions over a 90-day period with one click of a button. So I'm creating this community. This is my site. Everyone else is going to be involved. All the guys you hear here, Janet, Well-Read Brat, uh, everyone uh, is going to be involved in this, a lot of some, along with some of the biggest names in the conspiracy community and truth community. And it's 4deep.com. Put your email in. You'll get the notification. So that way, if we do disappear, at least we have a way to get in touch with you guys. This site's going to be fucking sick. Uh, chat rooms, forums, live streams, YouTubes, VIP, merch that's just for for every vertical we're going to have that and we're starting with 
conspiracy and news and alternative news and truth. That'll be one section with the whole goon squad. And I've spoken to everyone of the elite uh, that you follow for this type of information. Inevitably, E.T., Red Pill, Sather, CJ, uh, name a list. They're all going to be contributing and all going to be a part of this. Uh, And then we're also going to have the sports gambling section. So we're going to have sports gambling. I'm giving out free bets on Instagram at the moment currently. Tommy G. Patriot, the same thing I was doing on Twitter. And right now, just on these free bets, I think I'm 10-2 and and up 7.1 units. So 10 wins, 2 losses. These are free on Instagram, Tommy G. Patriot. Once the site goes live, we'll be moving them over to the website. But if you guys are doing any sports betting, I'm posting uh, 1 to 3 bets a day. Over there on Instagram, we're absolutely slaying it because we just fucking always slay it. Our gambling site was absolutely smashing uh, over there with the other company I used to work for, which I left. Um, That I won't get too deep into details for. Uh, There's a lot to that story, trust me. But um, So yeah, we're going to have sports gambling and we're going to have fantasy. And we have a couple partners that we're going to be using for DFS and and season long. It's just gigantic things coming. This is men and women. This isn't going to be like a man site. We're going to be adding yoga. We're going to be adding health and fitness. Uh, we're going to be adding cannabis, music. What'd you say, Kurt? Stocks. Stocks. Yeah, stocks. I mean, you guys know I have. I worked on Wall Street for ten years. Already spoke to my stock trading buddies. We're going to have a whole stock trading section. So again, bear with us. These things don't just happen. You don't just make a a conglomerate like billion dollar company appear. We're going to start it in phases. But basically, what we're building is a community for everyone. This is going to be a one stop shop. This is going to be a place that you can go to. Where if you like sports gambling, you got the best handicappers right there. If you like fantasy, boom. If you want your news, we're going to do uh, shows at the end of the day to update what went on during the day so that you don't need to be on Twitter and hunt to 400 different handles. We're going to have tons of merch. <clears throat> the merch is probably going to drop immediately. I'm already sending designs over to the guys. So if you guys have any ideas for shirts or hats or anything like that that you want, cool, conspiracy, political, sports, whatever arena, that's all going to be there. So I'm really fucking excited about this. And uh, those of you that want to contribute will post something out probably in a week or so where we're going to allow you guys to hit us up if you want to be a part of the company, if you want your content on there. I mean, I don't give a shit what it is. If you've got a yoga video and, and you can get a lot of traction on it, we'll build a whole vertical for you and, and this community. So it's going to be sick. And uh, I know, guys, we're all really excited about it. Yeah, I'm really excited. But I was just wondering, if, can we ban accounts that are associated with talking about space too much? <laughs> well, we'll have our own tab. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. In the chat rooms, uh, Ben's, Ben's been doing a great job helping us with all this stuff, too. Um, but in the chat rooms and stuff, and the discords, whatever you want to refer to them as, we're going to have separate subcategories. So it's not just going to be like one chat with like you know 50,000 people talking about 40,000 different topics. You're going to be able to branch out, right, Ben, and make your own little like space topic, this topic, and it'll be basically like a hashtag. So we could have 10 conspiracy topics within the one, 10 gambling topics within the gambling thread, right, Ben? Yeah, I mean, just talking about chat rooms in general, you know, that's going to be a a small part of what we're doing to build this larger community. But yeah, there's going to be all different types of topics there. There's going to be you know, room for people who want, you know, stock information, the the newest uh, politics and current events and things like that. So there's going to be, you know, meet and greets and Q&As. Tommy will pop mm-hmm. in the chat and talk. We'll be in there talking with people. There's So there's going to be special guests. There's going to be all different kinds of things. Office hours. Yeah. yeah. So th- there's there's a lot going on. And, and guys, don't forget, I've done this before as well. You know, me and Tommy have been competitors in a separate uh, DFS mm-hmm. industry before. So, you know, we've both done this on our own separately. We're combining to do this together. We have a lot of support, a lot of people. And, 
yeah, we're going to do big things. So remember the name Four Deep. Go to fourdeep.com and let's get it going, guys. Damn, Ben. Yeah. Damn, yeah, that was that. really good. Can I yeah, announce right. my apparel line? Oh, God. Yes, please, Kurt. Uh, I have an apparel line coming out on Four Deep called uh. Bodied Up. It is going to be the <laughs> sickest merch you can get, both women and men. None of the clothes have sleeves. They're all tank tops and women. Fire. That's all I got to say. This is going to be like the Celine Dion clothing line. I guarantee you. <laughs> oh, I already got a mock. Kurt Nunu. No, no, no. I'll send you my fire mock-up right now. Bro, I guarantee uh, you if I put out my own clothing line, it will outsell yours. With, You're gonna have with, one thing a with salmon minimal. Well, it. here's what I'm gonna do. I just decided this like literally on the spot. I'm just gonna have a white hoodie with a fucking salmon on the front, and it's gonna outsell anything. Bro, it's dog has. shit. Why don't we go heads up? We each do one design. I just told you my design. It's a white hoodie with a All fucking. Right. I'm gonna get the most generic looking salmon, and I'm gonna put it on the front of my hoodie, and I'm gonna sell it. <laughs> I'm gonna sell it for forty nine ninety nine. That's what I'm. You gonna... should have Kurt's kids draw it in crayon. <laughs> so look at the text thread. Look at the text thread. No, can we do a podcast? All right, let me get back to the story. You got all right. You guys, you guys go into this. Hold on, let me just. I got now. I can't not look at it. We have but... to go heads up. The date. Is... <laughs> no, come Kurt, on. He really does. He really does have a fucking apparel. Ready, bodied up. I was wondering, dude. I was wondering. So I sent a, I sent a bunch of uh, graphics to the graphic designer because keep in mind. At our old, at my old company, uh, which I owned and no longer am at anymore for multiple reasons, um, we were known to have the best, softest, best fitting shirts in America, right? Like, these, I'm wearing one of them right now. They're the best, most comfortable shirts. So the problem is when you go find, like, good conspiracy stuff, it's on these fucking cardboard shirts. And so we're going to make less money on it to buy the highest quality of shirt so that you guys could rock these, but... Uh, I was I was wondering why, Bod, when I was sending all these designs to the graphic guy, you weren't sending anything or chipping in. So I had a feeling you had something going on. Ooh, I got a scene, co- so. I got a nice alien one coming. Don't worry, this is going to be. I, awesome. I hate to say this, I actually like the body right thing. It's oh my god, fucking awesome! Oh I can't my god, wait. I, I actually like it. I, <laughs> that's, that's really annoying. All right, let's get let's get to what happened to me, so we can get to the good stuff. So Friday morning, I wake up. Uh, follow 4deep.com. So Friday morning, I wake up, and I'm just getting blasted. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So I look, and there's this clown who wrote an article about me. Now, I can't even say it's an article. It was a complete hit piece. Like, just literally 10,000 words, just like, this dude went to jail. He's a leader of the QAnon movement. He's an aggro TV screaming piece of garbage. He's slime posting my mom's address. That was a bad move by you, Will. But um, that legal action. But uh, you know, just doxing former. me left and right. Yeah, former address, but I mean, still, it's was still in there. But um, total doxing me left and right, right? Like just completely coming after me. He robbed a bank. He's this. He's the worst person in the fucking world. Don't listen to this guy trying to discredit me and everything. And for those of you that don't know, I'm going to tell my whole story on a probably a pod by myself, or I'm going to drop it on four deep. The plan is to drop the full uh. Tommy G documentary kind of on four deep once we launch it there. But um, so basically what happened was when I was younger and, and the bod can verify everything I'm telling you here. He fucking grew up with me. He's my brother. So when I was younger, <clears throat> our dad left when we were little. Uh, our dad was not a great guy. Um, he was, Kurt, I would say he probably was a, a, a great guy at the beginning, right? No, me and him were best friends. You were more. Yeah, you and him. Yeah, you were more with mom. I was more with dad. 
Right. So Kurt's been a sheep from the beginning. He's never been able to like <laughs> understand bad things and everything. So Kurt was uh, Kurt didn't even speak till he was three years old because I used to speak for him. Remember that Kurt when they had to take you to the speech therapist? Yeah, you still do it. What has changed? <laughs> so no, it's really true. Like they had to, my parents had to take him to a speech therapist because he, literally when we went in there. They they're like he just talks for him. So uh, it's always been me talking and and him not. So. Uh, so anyway, at, at the beginning, he was good. And then he turned to shit, okay, which happens a lot and became very uh, abusive in a lot of ways. And Kurt was just a sheep. He had mind control over Kurt. He MK altered Kurt. But uh, so basically what happened was he left, okay, never to be heard from again. Uh, maybe Kurt heard from him at some point. Who knows? But uh, never to be heard from again, just disappeared, clean off the face of the earth uh, when we were in our prime pubescent developmental years. And uh, when I went to get my first car, I remember – uh, and my mom's just a gladiator, you know, worked three jobs, like literally me and Kurt were home, you know, by ourselves. We were lock key kids because, you know, she was working all the time. And we used to, me and Kurt used to do side jobs and score key basketball games and mow lawns. Like, I mean, since when Kurt, like 11, like, I mean, we, we were working since, since as far back as I can Bro, remember. I've been working two jobs since I was like 14. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like we always, like I remember jobs. Yeah. I was landscaping the front of my mom's house. Like I was, and we didn't have any money. So, you know, like, it's, it's just what we did. Like, I used to steal some plants from the place to, like, plant in front of my mom's lawn. And, you know, when I finally made a little bit of money, I bought my mom a whole new kitchen, right? So me and Kurt have always worked like maniacs, right? Always worked two, three jobs. Used to be in poor. Uh, but it wasn't a poor town that we grew up in. So when we went to school, I remember my first car was $600 and had rust on the hood. And I bought it myself, personally. Um, we were kind of like the poor kids in the, in the middle-class town. And uh, I always had a chip on my shoulder. And basically was a very, 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 very smart kid. I could have skipped two grades when I was younger. I was, you know, light years ahead of everyone else. And I was a troublemaker because I was a little bit damaged. So that was me. I was always really smart, but a troublemaker. So no, I finished my test. Because you were very smart and you would do student council, uh, play Robin Hood in the plays, yet be an absolute maniac and play every sport. Like you were very weird. Yeah, I, I was very eclectic, I like to put it. Like, I hung out, I played basketball with, like, the Indian and Asian kids from the AP classes that I was in. And then I was captain of the football team and then, you know, all of this kind of stuff, right? Like, so I did everything, um, which I think made me versatile and good to be in this role. Long story short, let's not go into all that. We'll get into most of the details later. Uh, got into Villanova University, uh, snuck in the fucking back door there. I remember my guidance counselor telling me don't even bother applying, you know, because I would get C's in the AP classes because I wouldn't try. And uh, got in. Because my SATs, I had like 1490 on my SATs and was president of student council and all that. So got in and uh, wanted to have a baseball career, walked on to the Villanova baseball team, got hurt, left, and then really just grew five inches that summer, which was a big part of the story, actually, because I was always very small. And then I grew. And now I'm like, you know, 5'11", and I could have had a baseball career, but, you know, grew too late, unfortunately. Went through a little bit of depression with that because I really thought my whole life I was going to end up playing for the Yankees. And got into DJing and the bar scene and raving. And I was a raver and I was a DJ and I was popping ecstasy pills and I was going all over the place. And uh, I'll go through that again on another podcast. Long story short, graduated late uh, because I partied too much. I actually spent two months in Cancun, Vegas, and Miami my senior year instead of going back to class after spring break. But graduated, got offered a position at a big financial institution, one of the big, one of the big five on Wall Street, and uh, turned it down because I didn't want to go make $30,000 a year because I can't afford to do that with our family situation and my personal life. So my whole life, I'd been running numbers for bookies. I've been a middleman. I've been a really good gambler. 
Um, that was always my thing, right? Like I liked gambling. I liked partying. I liked girls and, and money. So that was basically my focus in life. So I basically spent the next two or three years not doing anything in the financial world and just bartending, DJing, making a lot of money so I could help my family, so I can help myself, all that. Long story short, again, don't want to go into too much detail on this part, but um, financial situation came up. Uh, mom was not in a good situation. I was not in a good financial situation. Everything was kind of going to shit and uh, decided to try and save the world through gambling prowess because I was really good at gambling and I had connections to people. So I opened up a bunch of lines offshore, $10,000 credit lines. These guys trusted me because I always was reliable. I always paid everyone I brought to them. Uh, I always, they always panned out. So I was a model person for them, but I was in a desperate situation and uh, which, again, I'll explain later. So I was in a desperate situation and used my prowess and cunning to get five $10,000 credit lines to try and get up enough money to pay off what we needed to pay off. Uh, long story short, short, as we teached, as we teached, as we taught on my prior company on the betting site, you can't gamble. You have to be a handicapper. You can't just throw money out and pray and go outside your means. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was 22 years old. I was a kid. You know, I, I basically was just an idiot. So I tried to get the money up that way, won about ten, fifteen thousand 15,000 the first week, uh, then had a couple bad beats, lost the ten, fifteen thousand, then went in the red. So now I'm trying to get up tens of thousands of dollars to help, and I just lost tens of thousands, and then just, it just spiraled. And next thing you know, I owe like $100,000 um, to these fucking very dangerous, evil people, <laughs> very scary people. Uh, and I was working at a restaurant at nights, and I remember where it got bad was uh, I showed up at the restaurant to work. And I looked in the doorway about an hour into my shift, and I saw these three mafia monsters. Like, you know when you guys have seen a movie where you just can tell the mafia guy just by looking at him? Yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. what it was. Right. And when you know when you know someone, you owe someone a lot of money, your eyes are out anyway. You're looking over your shoulder 24-7. So I looked at the door, and I was just like, oh, shit. And they just pointed like – I pointed like around back, right? Like not here. So I took my apron off. I gave it to my friend. I'm like, yo, I'll be right back. Just watch my tables. Uh, and they were like, come on, get in. And this is God's honest truth. Uh, they were like, come on, get in. And I was like, all right, yeah, like, dude, listen, I'm working on this. Like, on, I'm 22 years old. I'm a fucking child, right? So I'm like, I'm working, and I don't have any money to get up what I owe. So I'm like, I'm working on this. I promise you I'm going to get it to you, this and that. And, and I've been dragging them along with this for a minute. So they took me in a car. They brought me about, I think probably like a mile and a half away. I'll never forget, and you know I have no memory, um, to this park. And they took me in the middle of the park. They're like, get out. And I thought I was dead. Like, I literally was like, this is where I die. It was, there was no one there. It was a parking lot. There was no one around. It was, like, in a back corner. Like, there was this place we used to go when I was in high school, the make-out spot, uh, where it was, like, stuck behind trees and everything, where everyone would go to make out because no one could see you, and if the cops drove by, they couldn't see it. That's where I was. And I was like, all right, I'm dead. So my thought was, fight for your life. So when I got out, I started talking, and then I swung on the one guy, tried to run away. They grabbed me and just beat the fucking shit out of me. Kurt, do you remember when I told mom that I fell in the shower because her shower thing was broken and I had to go to the hospital? No, I've blocked out that whole period of my life. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt has literally blacked out my whole childhood. But uh, long story short, broken ribs, um, fucked up my face, fucked up my jaw, lost the tooth, uh, you name it. Like, just absolutely beaten to a pulp and left there. Uh, and this is in, like, the late 90s, maybe the year 2000. Right where there was no like text messaging and Ubers or anything like that. And I remember I had to walk back um, to try and find someone to get me home. And that was the point where I was like, fuck, uh, I'm dead. Now, I left out the part of the story where about four months prior to this, 
I decided to, from the convincing of my mother, you need to have a real job. You need to have a real career. You got to get out of this DJing, bartending, bullshit, all that. So I went and took a job at a bank because I was like, all right, are you fine financially? And she lied to me. She's like, yeah, I'm fine financially. Everything's good. Grandma helped us out. Everything's fine. Just go, go worry about you. Get your life on track. So four months prior to this, I took a job at a bank. Basically, as like a bank manager, and I was planning on moving my way up. So that's why the money situation diminished because now I was working at a bank from 9 to 5, and then I would work a restaurant shift one to two days a week. So I went from making like 120000 cash uh, at work at rest- bartending, waitering, DJing to like 30000 plus an extra grand a week at the restaurant. So my financial situation fell apart, and that's what put the financial burden on. So, uh, so anyway, uh, I realized that I got to do something and, or I'm going to die and my family's going to be in trouble. They were talking about, we're going to kill your mother. Uh, we're going to kill your family. We know where you live. Obviously they knew where I worked. They could find out where I live. So they were talking about like literally just taking everyone out. And I didn't know if they were bullshitting or not. All I know is I just got beaten to a pulp in the middle of a parking lot and I need to come up with a hundred thousand dollars as quick as possible. So I was working at a bank. So I did what, um, was a terrible decision. I'm not proud of it. It's not anything that, you know, I look back on and go, yay. I mean, in retrospect, I, I am glad it happened in some ways because I think Kurt will verify I needed a wake-up call. Right, Kurt? Correct. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was heading down the wrong path. So, uh, so this, is, this is what happened. So we basically, uh, me and the kid behind the teller line, the kid Raj from the article, uh, got together. And he'd always been complaining about money. And he'd worked at the bank for years, years. He'd worked. He had the key to close it and open it. He'd worked there so long. So uh, he used to tell me these banks all around us are getting hit. They're getting robbed. And uh, it's easy. Like my friend in New York does it all the time. And I was like, wait, what? I'm like, you have a friend who does this? He's like, yeah, he robbed like eight banks. He got away with all of them. They never catch it. And then I started researching it as, as a conspiracy theorist. They actually don't usually catch it till you're like sixth or seventh bank. So I was like, bet. Let's go. I'm like, I'll put together a plan. And we put together a plan to, to rob the bank. Um, it's It's... It's crazy. I, I don't really even remember it. But uh, again, I had no other option in my mind at that point. And I was a kid. I was a child. So uh, we put together this plan where me and him were working a late shift. And uh, his friend, uh, who's, you know, his name alone is hysterical. Just it's Macron Sanchez Rodriguez. So uh, he came in to do it. So what happened was we set up the plan. I totally did this. I'm not saying I wasn't a part of it. I totally wrote the plan up. I totally you know, had all of this in mind. The article that they posted was bullshit. That was like half the shit and it was wrong. But, uh, and then we t- had the kid come in when there was no one there. It was like six o'clock, right as you're about to close up. Uh, and he walked in, he handed a note to my desk where I was the manager. And basically it said like, give me all the money. And Raj cleared out the drawers. I cleared out the vault with the kid. I never touched the money. Raj never touched the money. We just had to open the vault. And then he put it all in a bag and he took off. They made this crazy kidnapping story in this article, which never happened. That was fucking ridiculous that they even put that. Um, I had nothing to do with that. That was not in the plan. There was no kidnapping. There's whatever the fuck it was. But so Raj took the kid up the street. You know, he basically said, like, take me to the train. And he took him there. But that was not in my plan. I had no part of that. And we got away with it. And it was uh, the largest bank robbery in the history of New Jersey. Uh, Not many people hit a vault. So about four or five days later, what ends up happening is we're still in there. We're getting counseled, keep in mind. Like, we're good. We got away with it. It's done. Uh, We're all freaking out a little bit, all three of us. Well, I don't know about the other kid. I only talked to Raj. But uh, the money was in that kid's house. And I could tell Raj was breaking, right, like bad. 
Like he was brave. He was shaking. He started smoking and he didn't smoke. Like he he was very jittery about it. And I was obviously shook from it too. But uh, then one day Raj didn't show up for work. And that was when I realized something was wrong. So I was always able to get in touch with him. It was about a week later. And uh, all of a sudden I leave the bank and I walk outside Two guns pointed at my head and police officers throwing me to the ground. And that's the funny thing is when I talk about backing the police, I hated the police my whole life. I hated cops. I hated correctional. I hated everyone. And uh, they brought me in and they basically were like, hey, look over here. And uh, turns out Raj decided that uh, to tell a friend what we did. And his friend told him, you're not legal in this country, dude. They're going to deport you because he was here on a green card or whatever it was. I don't know about that immigration stuff. But, uh, but unbeknownst to me, uh, he decided to just go tell them like, hey, by the way, here's what we did. Tommy did it. He did everything. He forced me to do it. Blah, blah, blah. Made up this whole fucking story and told them where the money was. It's in this kid's house at the top of the ceiling. And when I walked in with the cops, they were, I, was, I was like, I don't want to talk to you. I want to speak to my lawyer. I don't know what you're talking about. I was not involved. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't know what you're talking about. Give me my lawyer. And I'll never forget when they walked me by the room with Raj sitting there with his parents crying on his shoulders. Be like, by the way, uh, you might want to look in here. And I look in and I see him crying and I'm like, oh, fucking motherfucker. And he basically just sold us all out. And uh, he had got deported anyway, and so did his friend. And I ended up going to jail for about two years. The funny thing is I got charged with conspiracy, Bobby. Can I ask you that a question? Charge. Now, yeah. looking back on it, do you, you know, obviously at the time you were like, damn it, Raj. But do you think maybe that him doing that might in the long term been the best thing that could have happened to you? Uh, I, does that make sense? Ex- yeah, no, I think the whole experience is the best thing that could have happened to me. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I feel more free this last week than I have, you know, the first 40 years of my life just because there's always been this dark cloud. You know, even these DFS fucking nerds, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, people know in my industry. Like, it's circulated. Like, the DFS world knows. The people from Sirius Yeah, but knew. half the like, industry has been involved with something. I know guys that have oh changed their God. last names, like, four times. All of them. <laughs> right, all of them. Like, yeah, half. Go to the gambling it's world. It's a like, DFS like, and sports gambling yeah, world. I mean, come on. And these fucking kids, the, pro- the thing is, they always had this. And I always, I always called myself a counterpuncher. So I never attack first. I always punch back, right? With celebrities, different story. Fuck these pedophiles. But uh, so, yeah, so that so this DFS industry always used to have this and everyone knew, but like we didn't talk about it. And not many people brought it up. Part of the reason is because, you know, I hang out with a bunch of bad dudes. So, you know, these are a bunch of nerds probably don't want to run into an event after you're trying to dox me online. So it was usually burner accounts that would drop the story and shit. And it was 17 fucking years ago. Like, really, dude, we're fucking running around worshiping George fucking Floyd. And got this guy's name all over fucking walls and monuments. Meanwhile, this dude went to jail for seven years for fucking, you know, beating children and women. The dude from the Wendy's parking lot. You know, these are dudes who literally held a gun to a pregnant woman's chest as they robbed her house for no reason. And George Floyd died with heroin and meth in his system. And meanwhile, this guy's a fucking god to the left. I do something 20 years ago out of a point of necessity, which was a terrible decision. I'm not justifying it. But... And I'm fucking put on a cross and got hit pieces. Yeah, but around. at the same you. time, fuck banks. <laughs> fuck banks, right? That well, was my been logic. Stealing Kurt. from us for so fucking long. I pay mortgage insurance $400 a month because I didn't have 20% to put down on my house. $400 a month. That money goes nowhere. I never get that right. back. It doesn't go anywhere. They're just charging me $400 a month. And, and Kurt, you remember when this all went down. I know you blacked most of it out. No. But when my mom... What, what? Uh, I will say this. I've never heard this story. I never read the newspaper. I never knew 
what went down, how it went down. When stuff like this happens in my life, I yes, he does. I distance. I don't know what it is. Like I was even at the, you avoid it. You avoid yeah. it. You do the you do the head in the sand. Right. I was in court, and I still could not <clears throat> tell. I couldn't tell you a single piece of that story till today. Not a single right. so piece. So me of and it. Kurt both have. Um, I guess some level of PTSD where we block everything out. I don't remember my childhood. I don't remember a lot of stuff. I don't remember many things. But if you look, I have a tattoo on my arm, which you guys have seen. And it's a picture of me in the Phantom of the Opera mask with clown paint on one half and the Phantom of the Opera mask on the other. And it represents the clown paint uh, hiding everything with humor and the mask hiding the scars. Right. And behind me, my mother's crying to the left. And behind me, you just see this little eyeball. And that's Kurt. All right. This little eyeball behind me that I'm standing in front of. Yeah, it's on my arm, dude. You've never seen that? <laughs> I've never seen that. Yeah, you're the, you're the eyeball. You're, you're right behind me. I'll post it on Twitter. But um, So that's the three of them, and that's kind of always how Kurt was, right? When he, he's, he's become very strong and tough, but when he was younger, he used to, when mom and dad would scream and fight, I'd be running out in the middle of the living room trying to pull my dad away from my mom, and you'd go in the bedroom, and Kurt was under the blankets with his pillows over his head. You know, that's, that was how it was. So we were very protective of Kurt. Very proud of you, the man you've become, Bob. But... Um, right. So now I forgot everything I was talking about. No, but yeah, I, oh, fuck banks. Fuck banks. And then Bob's question. So, yes. Yeah. And the one thing you remember is when I was thinking about it, I've always hated the banking system. I've always hated fucking what they were doing. All the, I hated that I was being underpaid. I hated all this. And when I talked to – when we went through the training, the first thing they told us was, by the way, if a bank ever gets robbed and you guys are inside because you have to go through this training, don't push the button. Don't do anything. Don't touch anything because you're going to create a hostage situation. Let them take the money. We get all the money back. We are going to get all the money back. It's all insured. Fuck them. And my whole thing was fuck the government. Fuck the banks. I would never steal from a person. I would never steal from an individual. But fuck banks, right? I was in a spot, and it's like, fuck you. You're going to get it back anyway, so let me go get myself right. And that's what happened. So, Bob, to answer your question, yes, um, I do think it was the best thing that ever happened to me Mm -hmm. and the worst thing that ever happened to me because, one, I think it prepared me for this role that I'm in right now, you know, the the leadership role in this movement. I think this – I'm battle tested, right? Like, like you can't hurt me. Like me being in the spotlight, Bob, you felt it. Like being in the spotlight, people make up stories about you. People make up lies about you. Everyone's coming after you. Everyone's trying to take you down. You can't kill me. You can't hurt me. I'm never going to commit suicide. If I was ever going to do that, I would have done it back then. I'm never going to back down. I'm never going to be afraid of you. I spent 60 days in a fucking dungeon with no light, no people, no interaction. I went insane when I got out of there. Like, you can't hurt me now. My whole life has been building up to this moment, to lead this movement. You can't tell me that I'm some entitled little soy boy white kid because I spent fucking two years of my life in a, in a prison where I was the minority. I was, like the, I was the only white kid on the football team. I was the only white kid on the basketball team. I was the minority, and I spent two years. I still talk to a lot of these guys. I love these guys like family. You know, black guys, Spanish guys, you know, anything. So you can't call me racist. You can't call me a soy boy. I lived this world. I lived this life. I've been through this, and now I'm here. So, yeah, Bob, I do think it's, it's a good thing in retrospect. Yeah, and I know we've spent a long time talking about this, and um, I think, you know, the conclusion that we came to, and, you know, here's the thing is that we've talked extensively about how, you know, because you, you've wanted to kind of get it out off your chest. I've wanted to get it out forever. Yeah, so regardless of whether or not this hit piece happened is almost irrelevant, but we've always talked about how, you know, uh, I think, and, and this is what I feel like the community that follows us, we're very uh, not only forgiving, but I feel like it'll make us appreciate everybody and appreciate you because every single one of us has had a wake-up call at some point that said, 
I need to change the way I'm acting, the change, you know, change the way I'm doing things, whether it's a near death experience, whether it's getting into legal trouble, whether it's, you know, getting involved with the wrong people, drugs, whatever, everybody. I mean, you know, Michael Vick went to jail for, you know, for abusing animals. And eh, let's know. not, let's not, compare I'm not, you. I'm not comparing you to Michael Vick. But I, I, that's <laughs> eh, the, let's pick someone else. Okay. I'm just, I mean, that's one of millions of stories, but like, you know, right. there, there's like a lot of people out there that understand that, you know, uh, you know, you have to have wake up calls where the land of second chances, you know, and, um, you know, he was not sin cast the first stone, you know, you can, you know, whatever saying you want to say, but the, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that I know this community supports you. I know we support you. I know what, what you stand for. And we know that, you know, a lot of people are stupid in their mid twenties. I've had some wake up calls as well. Um, and you know, a lot of, you know, it, it, even with me, like my account went private because I have people that are coming after me for things that I didn't even do. But the fact of the matter is I could have a hit piece written on me with shit that mm-hmm. isn't even fucking true. And with the cancel culture today, it could ruin me. And that, and that, and yeah. you know, and that that's frightening to me is that, you know, um, you don't even necessarily have to have truth or even partial truth no. to cancel somebody in this, in this day and age, in this particular culture. So I stand beside you. I know what kind of character you're you better. Have. I'll kick your ass. Yeah. Every, you know, everybody in this community knows what kind of person you are. You've shown it for a long time. And so, um, I think, I think this is actually going to do way more good than, you know, whatever harm well, that may cause. I'm excited about it because like when I was doing the show on Sirius XM, and this is how, like, like when I say PTSD, I, fuck all that. I'm a, I'm a gladiator. But, like, just scarring. The scarring for me wasn't from going to jail. Because even when I was in jail, I, I found my calling in jail. I was teaching GED because I was one of the smartest people in there. Dude, I went to jail with George Young. You know that from Blow? Hmm. I didn't you know You guys that, ever no. see Blow? Yeah. The movie Blow yeah. with Johnny Depp? Yeah, he was, uh, I, I was actually <laughs> friends with him at first because he ran the library. So George Young, Johnny Depp's character from Blow. Uh, I, when I first got in there, I was friends with him, and uh, I was just like, dude, he used to tell me stories. Like, if you haven't seen Blow, the movie was like the biggest cocaine deal in the world, and we were boys. And then all of a sudden, I found out from the mafia guys that I was hanging out with that, uh, you know, he's a rat. They'd left that out of the, of the movie, or I forgot it. So you can't hang out with rats. You can't hang out with pedophiles when you're in prison. Hmm. That's one of the biggest issues. So when I found out he was a rat, I was like heartbroken. So I was like, dude, I just made best friends with George Young for the first two weeks I'm in here. And uh, the stories I'll tell you when I give you the whole version is incredible, the stuff that went on in there. But, uh, yeah, so George Young was in there. So I had to stop talking to him, and I felt bad because he kept coming around me. And I was like, dude, I can't talk to you. You're a rat. You know, we can't talk to rats. Well, it's but, actually, um, that's actually a good point because, you know, what have we been going after this whole time is the elite pedophilia networks. Because even, you know, even like you were saying in the prison system, the two people that you go after, the two people that are not respected, right? And these are the quote unquote, you know, like dregs of society or whatever, locked up the two people, rats and fucking people. That's that's it. You could be anything else. And I'm telling you, like I was hanging out with murderers, right? Like and they, they were respected and we were boys and they reinvented themselves and everything. But that was the that was where my pedophilia thing started, right? Like that's where I realized, like that's what put me on this mission, honestly. Because when we were in there, rats was always a thing. We're Italian, so we know. So you don't rat, you don't narc on people, and you don't fucking touch kids, right? And women on some level, Bob. Like the, if there was dudes in there who were like wife beaters, you wouldn't fucking beat the shit out of them and bloody them up, but you would, you know, you would stay away from them and smack them if they come near you, right? Like it wasn't. To the level of it. But pedophiles was the one. That was the one thing. Anyone in there, and they used to protect it and hide their records. And they had a separate camp for those guys, uh, which was, you know, like 10 miles away on the same facility. They'd put them in the camp and hide them. 
Because if, if it got turned out you were a pedophile in jail, you were dead. Like, I, we beat this dude to a pulp. Uh, my friend Charlie, who actually read the biggest marijuana bust in the history of uh, Las Vegas, I'll never forget that story when he was like, yo, strap up. And I was like, what's up? And I was kind of new in there. I was like, let's go. But I'm trying to prove myself. And he's like, this motherfucker's a pedophile. We told, they gave him a week to get out. Like, get this motherfucker out of here or he's done. And he just told me, he's like, strap up. And I'm like, all right, hey, what am I going to do? I'm hanging out with these monsters. I'm trying to be accepted. And uh, I'm like, what are we doing? And he's like, this dude's a pedo. We give him the warning. He's fucking done. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. We put our boots on, fucking went and just bloodied this motherfucker mm. like to a pulp. Um, that story is amazing. And then we got jumped uh, by his people because he was being protected by his people. And uh, when we jumped him, we went to the bathroom because you never go to the bathroom by yourself. Right. Like, especially when there's fights going on, because that's where all the fights happen and people get jumped. Uh, we went in there and it came out of the stalls behind us. I, you know, a wigwam sock, wigwam sock. Mm -hmm. Right. The long ones. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the big thing we, we used to do in prison is if you got in a fight, it was a lock and a sock. So you take a master lock and you would put it in a wigwam sock and you swing it like a fucking uh, you can probably envision it. Right. Like a master lock. Then like, whap, like one of the like a ball and chain. It's kind of like and, uh, the uh, code, the code red from that movie where you know they put the soap in the sock and just beat you know beat that guy right. So we had master locks, right? Yeah. So yeah, so forget soap. It was master lock. <laughs> um, so bashed across like while I was peeing, smashed across, fractured my orbital bone. Uh, Charlie got jumped by two guys because he was bigger than me. We got out and we went into our 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 commune area and we were like war. Like that's why when I see the war thing, like it reminds me of that. And everyone went to their lockers, strapped on their boots, grabbed their shanks, locks and socks. And there was like a, it was almost like Anchorman. You ever see the scene in Anchorman where all the different news channels come and they're throwing <laughs> spears and, you know, like, brick through a trident. Brick like, it was just fucking, big brick killed a man with a trident. Uh, it was chaos, the likes of which I'd never seen in this hallway. Tear gas, fucking people getting stabbed, thrown, fucking locks, socks, fucking everything, war. And then you just hear, oh, 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 and fucking the tear gas comes in, the fucking... Cops come in. Everyone scurries back to their rooms. They do the cell checks and all that. And, uh, yeah, I ended up getting uh, ratted out on it. It's pretty obvious because it's on camera. But I uh, ended up having to do 60 days in a hole, which is an isolated 10-foot by 10-foot room where you have no TV. You have no light. They actually had a uh, tint over the mirror, over the window. So there was one window, like a small window, and it had black tint throughout the whole window where it was just the – I remember we used to scrape at the sides, and it was just this tiny little sliver – outside the black that's the only way you could tell if it was day or night by that little sliver on the side to see if you could see light uh dark to light but so what did you do look, to during that time you know like what did it do to your insane. yeah you go insane yeah. you go insane uh if you spend a couple weeks in there it's bad enough but to spend you know a month and a half in there uh i think it was like 54 days or whatever it was that i spent in there uh you, you go nuts um mm. didn't shave didn't like even even a shower what I had to do is I had to go to the metal door and put my hands behind my back, and they put the handcuffs on me, and then they would handcuff me, bring me into a celled shower. They treated you like Hannibal Lecter when you're in the hole. That's basically what it is, right? And uh, I had to shower, and then I'd have to put my hands back through, and they'd handcuff me and bring me back. And you know, the only light you'd get was an hour a day where you'd get to go into another cell, which was outside, so a cage. So they'd put you into a cage away from the other inmates outside on this like deck, and then you could see the outside and you could see the other inmates from up there. Uh, the problem with me is I turned that down. I didn't even want to do that because the first couple of times I did it, it actually fucked up my head more by making me see the outside and other people living. So I just basically cocooned into my own world. I created my own world. I was talking to myself. I was fucking 
Uh, I'm not a reader, so when they would bring me books, I didn't. I, that's when I did all my reading. But I would draw and, I mean, think about it. What are you gonna do all day? It's a metal fucking bed with a shitty little mattress. Your toilet was at the foot of your bed. At my desk, I could reach out from the bed, laying on the bed. I could literally reach out and touch the desk and the toilet, and that was the whole room. It was literally the size of a bathroom, basically. And uh, yeah, I just went batshit. You went nuts. But the thing about it is, when you come out and you resurface back into you know the prison. Everyone respects the fuck out of you. Like, there's a whole new level of respect because that's the prison within the prison, you know? And that's really when I started to get my own and I started teaching GED. And I was basically taking inmates who never got their high school degree. And because I was, you know, smart and I was a good teacher, my graduation rate of my inmates was 600% higher than anyone in the history of the jail to the point that when I got out, um, I forget his name, but the officer who was in charge of the GED program not only cried, but asked me if I can come back. He's like, this, is, this prison, this country is not going to be the same. This is exact words. This country is not going to be the same without you in here because you're literally changing lives. And that made an impact on me. And that's when I started to realize, wow, I have a skill. And I had an ability to take these people who just never been treated right, like mostly black guys and Spanish guys, who no one knew how to talk to them. No one knew how to communicate with them. And I could. And I was getting through to them and spending time with them. And that's basically how I spent my last year and change in prison was just meetings, tutoring, one-on-one sessions. And these guys would graduate. You're talking about six-foot-four monsters who have, like, triple murders on their record would be bawling, hysterical, crying on my lap. Thank you. Thank you. I can't. That, so that's when I kind of realized that I need to find a purpose um, focused on myself a lot when I got out of prison because I was still focused on fixing my own shit. But now I'm at the point in my life where it's like I think I can do that. You know, and, and that is my calling, speaking at prisons and doing all that. So when this journey's over, uh, that's how it ends. And, and you know me, I'm a big movie guy, so I like to make movie references. And I'm not saying you're Andy Dufresne from The Shawshank Redemption, but if we can take some common <laughs> themes for that, you know, like, you know, that was somebody that had to do time in the hole and somebody that, 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 that created, you know, libraries and educated people. And then what did he have to do? He had to crawl through shit. And he came out at the other end and he had this like redemption moment, you know, where he was like out and it was raining and, and he was just kind of looking up at the sky. And that, that, that was very symbolic to me. As a matter of fact, I studied that in high school from like a religious standpoint, you know, of like a like a, re, you know, like almost like a baptism or a reimmersion, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, so those types of things happen. And whether they happen in your 20s, whether they happen in your 30s, your teens. Every single person listening has had some type of rebirth. If you're listening to this podcast, you've had you've already had some type of awakening. You know, whatever whatever you're going through, like your your world has been flipped upside down. So I, I really feel like a lot of people can relate to your story in one way or another. Like with me, it was a health thing. It wasn't a legal right. thing. It was you a health Crohn's disease I had and all that. Crohn's near death experiences, but I was put into a hole which was horrible health where I was isolated from people for months at a time because, you know, I was literally like my body was withering away. So I was without social contact for months at a well, time. Well, that's what got you into conspiracies when you started studying the holistic hearing and realizing that you could kind of help yourself cure and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's weird because it's still happening today. I mean, we're seeing it even, right. you know, with the doctor that was, you know, being censored for the talking about hydrochloroquine, you know, and, you know, that goes back to the same guy that's writing the article about about you. So it's the weird synchronicities that are happening right now. And the funny thing is the dude writing the article about me was online bragging about Comet Ping Pong and how he loved it and this and that before the story broke. Obviously, people found it. And so, I mean, literally, that's where Pizzagate started. That's where all the pedophilia and shit started. And, you know, he ratted on me with my old stories. So, I mean, it kind of fits a lot of those profiles there. Yeah. But 
I don't want to also make this sound like I got out of prison and I've been an angel. No, I was fucked up. I went back in. Keep in mind, I went back in for three months. That three months was almost worse than the year and a half because it was in Passaic County and it was just rats everywhere. Not, not people rats, like physical rodents everywhere. It was 60 people in a cell, triple bunk beds. Imagine that, like on top of each other. Like, I mean, the fights that broke out in there, like uh, it, you had no room to even like get away from it if it broke out. It was just, it was disgusting and crazy. Uh, and that was for, uh, for hitting someone at a cl- Actually, here, I have the clip. So Will Summers wrote that, and then we'll get off this topic. We'll spend two more, three more minutes, and then we'll get to the information. We could always readdress this. But um, so this hit piece got written about me. He exposed it. Everyone's like, what the fuck? Fuck this QAnon fucking moron. And I basically was like, fuck this, dude. Like, I always say, if you're guilty of something, then fucking hide. If you're not, and if you're going to, then fucking answer the cancel. That was almost my thing. Answer the cancel. That's it. You're trying to cancel me? I answer it. So what happened is he wrote this hit piece. It started circulating. And then I posted this video. I'll play this for you here. It's like, you know, a minute and a half. But here was my response to his video when everyone's waiting, like, what's Tommy going to say? So here was the response that I posted on Twitter and Instagram that got deleted from Twitter and Instagram. Instagram deleted this video for some reason, which shows you this is a complete hit piece. So here was my response to the hit piece. You drop this in the morning, you can't drop this at night when I'm awake. You're fucking with the wrong dude, bro. You got to give me some time. I got to shower and get my shit together. But let me just tell you, you are fucking with the wrong dude. Okay? This is a bad decision, by This is a really bad decision. I know you make a living writing fucking dog shit, trying to dox QAnons. You can't dox me, bro. My nickname was Prison Mike for I ran my fucking company, you idiot. I've already tweeted about everything and talked on podcasts about everything you're fucking talking about. You missed 90% of the good shit, too. Maybe you were too busy at Comet Pizza, you kitty-loving fuck. And by the way, I do have that screenshot and it's saved where you said you love Comet Pizza, so that's coming out, along with a whole thread on your fucking ass and the Daily Beast, or whatever the fuck that piece of shit rag is. So let me just tell you, you missed... Me beating up a pedophile in prison. You talked about how I got jumped by three people in prison. You forgot the part where me and two of my friends beat the shit out of a guy and we found out he was, he was a pedophile. And then we got jumped in the bathroom. We were taking a fucking piss with a lock and a sock that broke my orbital bone. You forgot the fact that I had to spend 60 days in the fucking hole, which is a 10 foot by 10 foot room full of darkness for 60 fucking days for beating up said pedophile. You forgot about the fact that I went back into jail, yes, because I broke a probation violation, but because I got in a fight at a fucking club called DJ's at the Jersey Shore because someone put their hands on a fucking girl, and I jumped in and punched the kid in the face. You forgot about There's so much you forgot about, and I don't have time for it right now. Well, well, I just woke up. I'm trying to fucking... I'm trying to go take a piss, get on a business call, and I got to deal with you, of all people, this fucking low-life piece of shit, cuck. Well... This is not going to end well for you, bro. You're fucking with the wrong dude. But thank you for the notoriety. Thank you for putting Q further on the map. And I will be leading this charge to not only shut your ass down, but shut your whole magazine down. Okay? Because there was a lot of inaccuracies in that story, too, Will. You fucked up. As a bad journalist that you are, you fucked up. You got yourself in some trouble there, so expect a couple phone calls. But I'll be back, Willie. I'm going to go take a shower, take a shit, and then I'm coming for your head. So that was my rebuttal. Uh, and it's, it was like, oh, you should come for it. I'm not physically talking about it. I'm saying I'm going to go after you on Twitter. And the funny thing is that rebuttal got 800 comments in the shortest period of time. It was circulating like crazy. 
everyone this shows how great this community is and how strong our people are to like get our back i screenshotted it of the 800 comments like 795 of them were positive like we got your back tommy we got your back who gives a fuck what you did 20 years ago you're doing the right thing now blah 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 and i don't want to make it sound like from before that i came out of prison and i was a good person no i still had a lot of ups and downs still made a lot of bad decisions it wasn't until like march of this year where i really found god and started becoming religious, but it was, it took me till around 30 something years old until I really started to change, you know, but I mean, the responses from people were just incredible. And then we started fucking going in. And the funniest part is, so here's two of the things. One, Michael Rothschild, you guys know the Rothschild, um, and the papers wrote this. So, so basically we kept going at him because dude, you just doxed the shit out of me. You're coming after me. I'm not allowed to respond you put in my fucking name, my handle, everything in this thing, and I get suspended from Twitter eight hours into this fight when I'm owning them, like absolutely owning them, and I get suspended and shut down for good. This is permanent. I'm appealing it, but they won't respond to me. I get shut down for good for disrupting other people's experience on Twitter. This is what it says. Violating our rules against platform manipulation and spam. Uh, You may not use Twitter services in a manner intended to artificially amplify or suppress information. Isn't that funny that I got banned from Twitter for information suppression and amplifying? Meanwhile, this is the one social media site more than any other that is suppressing information. Like, it's just ironic. Or engage in behavior that manipulates or disrupts people's experience on Twitter. Uh, How about waking up to a fucking hit piece from a piece of shit that pretty much disrupted my Twitter experience Friday morning? No one give a fuck about that. People go on whole rants about how fuck Trump, fuck this, fuck that. No one gives a fuck about that. People talk shit on QAnon all day on the end. No one gives a fuck about that. Fucking Kathy Griffin held a fucking severed head of a president of the United States on Twitter. No one give a fuck about that. It's just so funny how flipped these rules are that if they want to get you, they're going to get you. No matter what, they're going to find some loophole, whether it's real or not. And here was the thing before we pivot gears. Here was my favorite article on our anniversary that we're in right now uh, from the newspaper that these rags wrote. Twitter banned a notorious promoter of the pro-Trump QAnon conspiracy theory on Friday. In one of its first prominent QAnon bans on the social media platform, Twitter announced, since Twitter announced QAnon crackdowns on Tuesday, one-time Twitter user Tommy G, who goes by the name Tommy Galati, had amassed more than 230,000 followers on Twitter. He frequently used his following to whip up harassment campaigns against celebrities and corporations he accused, baselessly, of being involved in sex trafficking and even cannibalism. And then Michael Rothschild of the Rothschilds, I'm obviously on his radar, his style is a lot more aggressive and insulting than the other Q gurus. Mike Rothschild, a journalist who tracks the QAnon movement, told the Daily Beast, he seems like the really aggro guy yelling at the TV in the bar, except thousands of people share it immediately. I mean, that should be on my tombstone. (laughs) How wild is it that you have a... A Rothschild literally following the Q movement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the irony. That has to be on my tombstone, right? Like, I mean, that's literally, they tried to to make that part of the hit piece. Well, I don't know if I'm a bank robber. You even got the Rothschilds to follow Q. Well, Well, I changed my profile on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that. I changed my profile because I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to own it. I changed my profile to bank robber. Uh, I used to rob banks. Now I defend the children or something like that. You know, now I fight against pedophilia. And uh, yeah, I saw we were running with it. We were having a good time with it. You know, Nick Brobo, a well-read brat, wrote like, uh, 
the only conspiracy Tommy is guilty of is stealing our hearts or something like that. Like we, were, <laughs> we were having fun with it. We weren't even attacking anyone. And then they fucking banned the account. So that's the story. We'll go more into detail throughout pods. I'll answer questions. I'll do an AMA, maybe on an Instagram live or something like that. But uh, Well, I mean, you know, you guys yeah, as the QAnon, resident QAnon guru, I will say that you are the guru. There, there were three different. Were you factions. jealous that I got called the guru? Uh I mean, yes, there was a hint of jealousy. It's like, look at me, look at yeah. me, you know, kind of thing. But, you know, the, the irony and the coincidence of the Rothschild in the piece is funny because at the beginning of the Q movement, uh, there were three different houses or three different factions that they, you know, they were saying needed to be taken down. Uh, one was the House of Saud. Uh, what, one was the, you know, the Soros element. And the third was the Rothschild. So it's kind of coincidental that that's coming around full circle. And it's very coincidental that the QAnon movement and accounts associated with it are being taken down because we always talk about this on the podcast, that they're going to censor things that are over the target. They're not going to censor things that are just nonsense. And I know you actually have a quote about that that people share. What do they What do you say, Tommy, that they don't censor nonsense, right? They don't come after things that they don't yeah. think are going to affect the bottom line. So. They don't censor nonsense. That, that is a Q. Exact I think rap. I think like you, you getting banned is a Q proof. It is. It is. And it has to be. I mean, not to mention that every single person I did a threat on is in trouble. I did a threat on Tom Hanks. He just moved to Greece, which has low pedophilia laws. I did a threat on Oprah Winfrey. She just quit her show for the whole rest of the year and said she isn't leaving her house. I did a threat on Ellen calling her a satanic monster. And then all of a sudden, reports are coming out and FBI investigations are going into how bad she treated everyone and how bad of a person she is. I fucking went after Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen got me taken off uh, the Internet. I mean, this is quite a track record. Jimmy Kimmel, another one that went after, got wiped out. Uh, this is quite a little track record here for what they call baseless. Uh, seems like I've been hitting a lot of bases on those threads and stuff. So it's unfortunate that uh, that we're gone, it's, but yeah. we will rebuild. It's just crazy because I remember in 2018, I was calling you saying, hey, do you see what's going on in the airports? There was a lot of blackouts and then there were helicopter crashes and train mm-hmm. crashes. And so one of the uh, one of the events was that Chrissy Teigen and John Legend were on a flight and they were heading to Japan. Yep. It got turned around midair and she was live tweeting the whole time saying oh. you were the first person to bring me on to Teigen. Oh, to Teigen. Yeah. I mean, this was gosh, I think it was 2018 and, and the plane got turned around. She was live tweeting. She got put in a room. They got interrogated. And, and she was talking all about it. And that was the first time that people were, like, exposing Tegan, t- showing pictures of her with her kid dressed up in, like, pizza costumes and showing some of the tweets. But now, I mean, but the thing is, is, like, you, you say this all the time. It's like, you know, there were smaller accounts talking about it, but we need these blue check mark accounts. We need some of the more prominent people to to really start opening up because now i'm turning on the news and and anderson cooper's having to defend this stuff and anderson cooper's yeah, had a conversation i don't remember who he's having a conversation with oh it was bill gates and, and he was saying do you believe these people saying that tom hanks is a pedophile and that i was on the epstein island flight logs and that you're involved in a conspiracy to you know destroy the population yeah. they're having to talk about it now on yep. air. We put it in the mainstream. Yeah. And, I, and I think that, you know, a lot of big accounts got wiped out. Inevitable ET got wiped out. So keep in mind, guys, just just follow the accounts we tell you to follow. Okay? Let me just put it that way. Start with Return of the Jedi. Uh, Return of the G, E-D-I. Uh, and look up what a Jedi is. Maybe I'll post that. Uh, look up the definition of Jedi. Uh, interesting account based on Star Wars. Um, I like going to war with stars. Don't you guys? Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're doing. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. I'm, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Also, Tom's, follow Kurt's Tom's. burner account, which we still are going to expose in this episode. <laughs> I don't have a burner account. 
<laughs> Can I say one thing real quick? The thing that bothers me most about all these hit pieces and everything they do? No. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Let's go on to the burner account then. <laughs> like, they never dispute anything, right? Like, with your whole Tom Hanks thing. Everyone that comes at you for, where's Hanks now? Look, Hanks is here, Tom. You were an idiot. You were wrong. No one ever disputes anything in the thread, though. So right. that's what always bothers me with these liberal outlets, that they never dispute the Wayfair thing. They just say you're crazy to think that. But what part of it is the crazy part? Because it's there. Well, there's a part. Of, yeah, there's a part <laughs> of it that said I was the one that started the Wayfair right. thing. And, and guess what? I Maybe I put a spotlight on it. Right, like I, sh- but I didn't start it. Someone else found it. I'm not going to take credit for that. Yeah, and it was I just there. took it and did my own research, did a video about it, and sorry, I fucking crushed it, and and, and it got popular and it went viral, and and then everyone went, wait a minute, what the fuck is going on here? Like things don't go viral. If I wrote a thread about Bigfoot, it's not going viral. Like the only things that go viral is when I'm putting information, and other people in the community are too. That like even the staunchest critic would be like and eh, that is a little weird right like but anyone who has an open mind and is a free thinker would be like what the fuck is happening why are all these tom hanks pictures photoshopped why is there an ankle bracelet on here why is wayfair selling ten thousand dollar pillows from ellen degeneres's company like and they just discredit them as fucking idiot people and don't discredit like you said kurt the pieces the factual pieces right, of evidence it's that were smart because it does sound fucking crazy that wayfair is selling kids but didn't you also, it sound crazy <laughs> but you didn't it sound crazy can't... 10 years ago when we told everyone people were traveling to this pedophile island run by blackmail expert jeffrey epstein and all the celebrities and elites in hollywoods were going there like that was a batshit crazy conspiracy theorist when alex jones and all of us were talking about it fucking five six seven eight ten years ago and now it's just like oh well everyone knew that no motherfucker you didn't you fucking fought us and argued us for a decade, and now everyone knows that. That's the worst part about these. Sorry to cut you off, Kurt. Go. I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, Wait, no, I mean, no. When, when, you when about... it first happened with Wayfair, I was on the same board. Like, this is crazy. It's a glitch or anything. But when they came out with their reasoning and said it's just an industrial cabinet, and you're like, yeah, but what about these throw pillows that are $10,000 but $30 if they're named differently? Like, it's just weird. And these anomalies never get, like, looked into and part of the problem is the liberal media is so busy chasing idiots like you on Twitter that they don't <laughs> even go after stories anymore. They're just going after morons on Twitter. Like this yeah, is what our world has come to. What the defense was, right? Like all, all the people on Twitter and all the media, they all came out and said, well, it's just a glitch. It's, it, don't worry about it. It's just a glitch of pricing. And then Wayfair themselves came out and made an official anon- announcement saying, no, prices are right. They're good. And everyone's just like, oh, okay, well, I guess that was wrong. So they were all using a defense that they made up themselves, even though every single, you know, hit piece article they come out with on a topic that was released five minutes ago, you know, they write an article five minutes later saying discredited, this is already discredited. And even though that the story just came out, it It took me, it took me about 20 hours of compiling data and information and studying and researching because I'm not going to do something if I don't believe in it. I'm not going to – everyone keeps asking me why haven't you done a thread about Britney. And I'm like because I don't know everything about Britney. I, I won't die on that hill. Part of me thinks she's a clone. I know she's been fucking MK MKUltra. I know she's got handlers. 
I, I think she's like a good person who got taken advantage of. Justin Bieber the same way. But I'm not dying on that hill because I don't have a real firm stance of, hey, here's what I believe. The Wayfair thing, I spent 20 hours after that broke studying, researching, looking at books on bookshelves, the Bloody Harvest book on the bookshelf that's basically about the Falun Gong organ harvesters and shit. Like, these things were intentionally put there. And then these motherfuckers come out in 30 seconds, debunked. And like you said, Ben, that guy who debunked it, where I got suspended from Twitter for 12 hours for firing back at him, he debunked it, saying it was a pricing glitch. And Instagram put false information on my story because they were very – Wayfair said they're very high-end industrial cabinets. That's why they're so expensive. So right. even the debunkers can't get their fucking stories exactly. straight. Maybe if they spent enough time, like Kurt said, attacking the motherfucking pedophiles as they did attacking the people attacking the motherfucking pedophiles, we wouldn't be in this fucking situation. But I'm not going anywhere. That's the problem. That's what they don't understand. One, I'm rich. Two, I don't give a fuck. Three, I will sue the shit out of them. And four, I'm creating my own home. So you could take me off Instagram, take me off Twitter, take me off fucking Snapchat, Facebook, TikTok, whatever the fuck you have. You're not, take this podcast down. You're not stopping me. You're just pissing me the fuck off. Okay? I just walked away from potentially $10 million in my company, which I started from zero, which I brought from zero to $5 million over a moral stance. Where we had a moral disagreement, not the guys there. I still love all the guys. This was at the top. This was way at the top, and I'm not going to go into detail on it. But I sacrificed half a million dollars over the last four months, probably, and $10 million going forward to fight this movement and to be able to speak and to be able to use my platform. You can take my platform. You will not take my voice. I will find a way to keep getting my message out. And the more you take me down, the more you credit me. So get over to fourdeep.com because that's going to be the home. They can't take that fucking thing down. If they take that site down, I'll build a fucking another one. If they take the Twitter down, we'll build another one. We're the fucking virus. You are not stopping this, you cucks. No matter what you do, you're going to have to motherfucking kill me if you want to do that. So bring it. Anyway, uh, QAnon purge. Uh, we were just talking about that and the hydrochloroquine thing. You want to touch on that real quick? You want to go into this first? We'll get your Gislaine Maxwell. Which one do you want to do first? Talking to Bob. Oh, you guys. We're pivoting. Do jizz. Jizz? Jizz. All right. So let me see. Is Bob still here? No. Yeah, I'm here. I was just on mute. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. I literally so, just um, went onto a rant, by the way. I was like, why the fuck is everybody you, talking over me? No, when I was, when I was, when I was, you were, you were ranting? I was just ranting. I was, man, and I was really good, too. It was really good. So. Did you kill it? Did <laughs> you, did you crush it? your rant? Yeah. It was, it was, how long was it? It was it, probably a half a minute long. It was amazing. Yeah. I'll try Dude, to reenact it if you want. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's well, hear it. All, the, the, the debut of Bob. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. No, wrong. I was, I was like, this is really rude that he's speaking directly over me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's kind of fucked up. I listened to you talk for about 20 minutes. Anyway, uh, what, was I, longer than that. what I was going to say is, you know, like we did talk about uh, Section 230, the Communications uh, Decency Act, you know, and the executive orders and getting rid of the liabilities. A lot of these major media networks and how they, you know, they just had to, uh, you know, uh, basically give testimony yesterday and Q mm-hmm. talks a lot about how class action lawsuits can be very effective. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, ba- what we talked about on the podcast was this, you know, it's going to go one of two ways, even either they're going to back off or they're going to go full fucking retard and come after people. And it seems uh-huh. like they're going 
full fucking retard right now. Oh, they already went full retard. Yeah. So they, they went full, full retard, retard on this stuff. And um, I think I think it's going to bite them in the ass. Kurt probably is oh, on, yeah. Kurt's probably on the side where nothing's going to happen. But um, I just I think the levy's breaking, man. I think the levy's breaking. So anyway, hydrochloric. Well, the lawyers that I've been speaking to um, in depth. They they really did fuck with the wrong dude with me mm-hmm. because one they're used to fucking with a lot of these QAnon accounts and again no no disrespect to any of you guys in the movement you know I, I love you guys I fucking never claim to be smarter than anyone here but you know most of the guys they're going after are fucking like YouTubers making fifty grand a year like conspiracy theorist isn't a very like fruitful living right like and that's one of the things I'm going to be doing with this site promoting the people who deserve. Pretty much everyone you look at in the conspiracy world and all that in the truther world should be making more than they are. I promise you that. There's not one person, one big account that you follow that is making what they should be making. It's just not a very lucrative industry, right? Because there's so much free information. So I'm going to change that for these people too. But they fucked with the wrong dude because they fucked with a dude who has a lot of connections. I was speaking to Barstool. I was speaking to, you know, Travis Clay and other... <laughs> Kurt, there you go. A little Travis Clay. Play Travis, you idiot. But yeah. I have connections to Sirius XM. I was offered to do a show with Jim Cramer on CNBC. So, and my connections to my connections, the other people that I'm working with have bigger connections than I do. Plus, I don't have an open checkbook, but it's seven figures worth of fucking money we're going to throw at these motherfuckers. So they're not fucking with a little kid in a basement who's like, I'm going to sue you. They're, ta- they're taking away my livelihood. I ran my whole business through my Twitter. It took me five years to build that account to 230,000 followers and have the check mark that allowed me to have private conversations with professional athletes left and right because they saw the check mark and it validated me, no pun intended. But yeah, they got a huge lawsuit. Forget the doxing. Like I'm coming for their head and it's going to be class action level with hundreds of people, tens of people. How many people I got to bring? It doesn't matter. I'll do it myself, but they're making some bad decisions right now in the censorship hearing that just happened the other day, section 230, Trump getting pissed off suspending Donald Trump Jr. from Twitter. The storm is upon us from this perspective, and I couldn't pick a better time. Sandeman just won millions of dollars in his case, the Covington Catholic kid. I, you couldn't pick a better time to go sue fucking the Internet. And I'm just, I've never sued anyone in my life. I don't like lawsuits. I feel like it's a bullshit, pussy way to do things, a little rat move. I'm going to sue you. But in this situation, uh, yeah. This what, is this is a digital war. What's interesting about everything is the amount of money they're willing to lose just to get mm-hmm. Joe Biden as the president, which is the scary thing because Twitter right. lost money. What its first ten years of existence? Ah, it didn't make it didn't make a profit till like 2018 for the first right. time. Like they're willing to get sued, paid out hundreds of millions. They just don't care. They just want because Joe Biden as the president, which is pretty scary. Think about it. Just look at me and inevitable ET alone. All right. Because, you know, we talk a lot. We communicate a lot. Between, I had 250 million impressions in the last three months. I had 120 million impressions last month, the last 28 days. He had like 230. They took away 300 million impressions, half a million followers. And that was in, within a 48-hour period. We both got whacked for going after Chrissy Teigen. That's traffic. The only way Twitter makes money is through traffic on their website. So now when you multiply that times Joe M and Storm is Upon Us and all these other accounts that were out there, then there was, what, 7,000 or 7,500 QAnon accounts which got wiped out and 150,000 QAnon accounts which have been shadow banned, blocked, reply deboosting, all this kind of stuff. Like, this is billions, hundreds of billions of impressions that they're taking out. The problem is our movement got too big. The QAnon movement got too big. They, didn't, they thought this was a little shitty thing on the sideline. We're bigger than Antifa. We're bigger than Me Too. We're 
probably as big as Black Lives Matter right now. And they're scared to death. And Kurt, the reason they're doing it, and Bob and Ben, your take on it, the reason they're censoring everything and shutting everyone down is because they don't care about company profits right now. Because if Trump gets back in and they all get exposed, you give this dude four more years to expose everyone and all these documents come out, they're all in jail. So they don't have any company to worry about. Jack's in jail. All Zuckerberg's in jail. All these people are in jail if that ends up happening. So they have to sacrifice their company for their greater self-interest the same way I sacrificed my livelihood and just walked away from $10 million to go on my cause, which is on the good side of the issue. Theirs is on the bad side of the issue. But everyone right now needs to take a stand and sacrifice everything you have for your side of this mission, be it good or evil. You better be all the way the fuck in right now because whichever side wins this war, the other side will never be seen again. Yeah, well, you know, we've talked about this but I'll address it again, the connection between Facebook and LifeLog. LifeLog was the CIA operation, which basically was going to serve Guys, as— rant for a minute. Let me just yeah, go okay. shut this off. I'll be we, back in two So minutes. LifeLog was a CIA operation that was going to serve as almost like a Facebook, and which is exactly what it is, LifeLog. So it was a tracking service. And so then they decided to enter the private sector and use Mark Zuckerberg as the megaphone. So you created Facebook and got, you know, everybody created accounts. But realistically, what you're doing is documenting your life and, and all this stuff is now being sold. So the fact that the mere fact that you're seeing that they're sacrificing profits for censorship just reaffirms everything we're saying that these mega outlets, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, are just um, extensions of the Mockingbird media, extensions of the deep state. And they're basically like the megaphones for the three letter agencies and uh, for the deep state. And, um, you know, whether it's Twitter, like I really saw it with Alex Jones, you know, the way Alex Jones got taken off of all the platforms within uh, a 48 hour span. It just goes to show that there's a collusive nature to this as well. It's almost like they create like a, a ministry of truth. And anybody that's been on Twitter, you've seen the search algorithms where they always direct you towards a certain narrative in a way towards another narrative. We've talked a lot about trending hashtags or Ben, and I know you know this, what about how many times have you tried to hashtag something like maybe like Obamagate per se, and they just misspell one letter like the autofill is just misspelled to where like if you don't fill it in yourself, they they misdirect. And, and we see this all the time. So, um, oh, absolutely. And and the broader point about them not really caring about profits to you know silence people. I think that really rings true with a lot of people when you start to look at, you know, the the woke politics of these companies who say things like, well, you know, it doesn't really matter to us as long as we get the message out, right? So right. To, to them, they're not as beholden to shareholders and everything because a lot of times these people, they're lobbying the the government and they're using these these really liberal types of economics. You know, they, they, don't really, they don't really follow the free market and they don't want to and they want to try and inject cronyism into whatever they can in, in capitalism so that at the end of the day, when they start becoming socialist in the government, even more so than they are now, and they want to have the government take over companies and things like that, then all these people who have been lobbying for years and years, they're, they'll be the ones that get the sweetheart deals and the buyouts. And Correct. You know, whenever you look at these socialist countries, it's always the people at the top who make the most money no matter what, right? Like when you look at our country, you can always make more money from your bootstraps you can you know start a company by yourself and build your way up and become a billionaire and become you know the zuckerbergs or or the bezoses you can't do that in venezuela like no matter what you're going to be capped off you're going to be killed if you start to make too much of a noise especially politically 
And you see that these companies, they just don't care about anything besides, you know, keeping a bottom line so that they're able to stay in business. And even so, a lot of them just get grants and, and bailouts from the government anyway, right? As yeah, that, that, that's, that's a really good point about getting government grants. And, and, you know, one of the things to me that was really symbolic was when Dr. Fauci threw out the first pitch, right? And he's throwing out the first pitch. He's got his mask on. <laughs> but you call that throwing. Whatever the fuck that was. And then he's sitting in an empty fucking stadium with just him and his fucking elite buddies and his mask is on his fucking chin. And that was real symbolic because that's really what happens – when socialism wins is only the select few get to enjoy it right everybody else is emptied out and now we're put into a completely different category and only the elite get to benefit from it and and that's really right. what we're trying to fight against that's what this fight yeah, is. and you see that yeah. going on right now especially in in new york where i'm at in tri-state where where you guys reside but when when you look at it and you see that these governments they're picking and choosing which businesses can stay open, which which ones you're allowed to have, you know, indoor and outdoor and all these different things. And then, you know, like in Chicago or, or you know, Minnesota, you'll see these governors and mayors shut down businesses and shut down hair salons, but then you see them out and about going to do their own thing, like going to get their own personal haircut. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, well, you know, when you have these type of inequalities, not just monetarily, but um, with power. And you see that these people who, you know, get backing from these huge, huge donors and they're basically, you know, placed into these roles like prosecutors and mayors and even on the local level, you start to realize that it, you know, you're fighting an up, uphill battle no matter what you're doing. Even if you're trying to run into politics, the people who, you know, have the good intentions who think, I'm just going to walk around the neighborhood and go door to door and knock and talk to all these people. You're fighting, you know, million, million dollar campaigns against people like George Soros, who just sponsors, you know, just throws a couple million at, you know, city council elections, you know, in the middle of the country. So it doesn't matter. You, you need these power. You need these these people like Tommy, who had the blue checks and, you know, Aubrey Hoffs and and people who are able to get the message out there, but not in a way that everybody's going to turn on them, you know, like, like, you know, someone like a, like a Mike Cernovich, like he puts a lot of good information out there, but he rubs people the wrong way, no matter which side he's defending, you know? And, and that's a problem when you're trying to get these. Because Cernovich is about Cernovich. That's the difference, right? And I will be the first to agree. Me and Cernovich had our issues and uh, he blocked me on Twitter and he's a cock. I mean, like, I, but he's all about Cernovich, right? But, and that's fine. But he does put good information out. I'll get it. He also puts bad information out, slanted. It's just Cernovich does what's best for Cernovich, right? Like, there's a lot of people in this movement that are not on our side that are doing what's worst for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and Kurt, I see there. I'm going to get to you in a second. The, uh, like, for me, this getting in, I had the greatest life ever in March. Like, literally, not a, not a single complaint, like, was making a ton of money. When my subscribers at my gambling company were making so much money, like the returns, like we were killing it. We were crushing NCAA basketball. We crush it all the time. Subscribers were happy. I'd hang out in the chat room with them till three in the morning, drinking, just shooting the shit, giving them bets. We'd bet. We'd win together. We'd lose together. We had so much fucking fun in there. Uh, and we're going to replicate that on the, uh, on the 4deep.com site where I'll be in the chat room with you guys. Sometimes it'll be talking conspiracies. And then I'll be like, hey, I've got some bets. I'm going to jump over to the gambling chat. Hey, there's some fantasy shit going on. Like, the, I walked away from a life where I had, you know, tons of money, tons of friends, tons of family, 
tons of uh, followers, a quarter million. What was in March? It was like 50,000 followers. I had a blue check mark at a radio show on Sirius XM. I had a top five podcast. That's what's crazy, too. Our podcast is still in the top 10 on iTunes, and we've been shadow banned and haven't done an episode in a week and a half. Like, we're booming. Everything was great. I was single, living the life. I didn't need to dive headfirst into this movement. I knew what was going on from the beginning. I told you guys all on this podcast, my Twitter's going to get shut down. My company is going to be against what I'm doing right now. Everything is going to implode on me when I go make this march. And I didn't need to. And I'm not comparing myself to Trump. But it's similar to what Trump said when he said, guys, I didn't need to be president. Like, I had the greatest life ever. What the fuck? I I dove into this head first because I realize evil's about to win. And I realize our world's about to end if people like me don't start using our platforms to make an impact. And you know what? I think I made the impact I made on Twitter for the time I was there. Because athletes on top of athletes on top of athletes, like if, if I showed you my DMs from my Twitter, which I will never do, I, I trust their privacy, are all like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to speak out. Celebrities, people are getting in the news. Tom, Han- Chet, Tom Hanks' son, Chet Hanks, deleted his whole Instagram pictures after my thread went after his Illuminati stuff on his Instagram. Ellen, like we were making an impact. We were going viral and we were exposing everything. And they took me out on Twitter, whatever. But um, returning to Jedi over there, returning to the G, Edi over there, uh, is doing a great job of carrying the torch. I mean, that dude's fucking killing it over there. And there's a lot of other people carrying the torch who are now speaking up who weren't before. I'm on Instagram looking at you know girls that have become very good friends of mine, Instagram models now, who I speak to daily. Um, granted, it's awesome that you know they're beautiful people and, and they're good looking and all that, but that's not even what it's about. They have millions of followers, hundreds of thousands of followers who have now turned all their Instagram stories into um, anti-pedophile stories. So if you look at their page, their page looks like them modeling. And then if you go to their stories, it's all Pizzagate. And they're exp- so the impact was made. I, I'm not saying it's because of me, but I'm glad to be a part of it. But the impact was done. It did its job. Now 4deep.com is going to give us and everyone else a home. And guess what? Pull my fucking podcast down. I'll post the fucking podcast on 4deep. I'll post the videos on 4deep. I'll post anything I want on 4deep. Like, you can't stop that. And then everyone will share it on their own YouTube platforms and all that. So we did make the impact. We are waking up the world. And, uh, and, and this is very interesting, Kurt. No, I mean, this doesn't have to do any with what you're talking no, go, about. No, we're going to pivot now, so go. Oh, because I wanted to ask Bob, because I heard it at the tech hearings. What, are these, what does it mean when these social media outlets get grants from the government? What is that? Well, I mean, any, well, think about it. Any, but really anything that gets a government grant. I mean, just think about, oh, like, let's say I invest in you, Kurt. What does that mean? That means, that means obviously I want something. Right. From and you made a bad investment. Yeah, well, first, uh, but that's that, that, up <laughs> merch, baby. Coming. It, Bodied up. Coming it's just like with anything. It's like if I'm in a band and I hire a manager, I work for a company or anything, anybody that wants a piece of the pie, right? Like anybody, like, like they're not just giving so they have you a grant. vested interest in Correct. the social media platform. Correct. Right. Right. And the social media platforms are being treated. Uh, I'm amazed that I have to explain that to Kurt. I'm amazed. No, I understand I mean, that process. You, you I obviously haven't known him as well as why I the government is giving them grants. But well, think about it like this. So when you have these social media companies that are international now, so they are in other com- countries. So sometimes you'll see you know, someone will get a message like your post violated, you know, German law or something like that. So you have these, these companies that are really branching out. They're supporting globalism. You know, you have Twitter who um, just said last month in a hearing with um, Israel was talking about how they 
they were looking at Trump's uh, posts and they were censoring them, but not uh, Khamenei of Iran, who was calling for the genocide of the Israeli people. You know, so when you're, when you're looking at these companies who support that kind of stuff, and then you had a government like with the Obama administration that loved Iran and, and loved these places, they're supporting them. They're, they're modeling their you know, terms of service around what they want. So they're giving them these money to expand, to you know, provide their reach. And then you have you know, Google like, oh, well, we're, we're not really involved with China. But then you realize that they have a ton of different projects involved with China. So it, it's right. not just them, you know, giving money and saying, hey, we support you. It's, hey, here's some money. We know what you're doing. Go do more of it. But then yeah, that's, a lot of people. That's my problem right. with the tech hearing and why I say nothing's going to happen to these guys. Right. Oh, yeah. So if exactly. you control them with grants and everything, why wouldn't someone just say, listen, we're going to pull all your fucking money if you don't clean your shit up? How many times did Zuckerberg say, I have a team of 30,000 that audit everything, yet no one asked him. Hey, what happens if one of those 30,000 people are real biased and start blocking all these conservatives? What do you do? What's your course of action? No one asked them that. They just accepted him saying we have 30,000 people auditing. Yeah, well, they did ask him. It, right? Like when you have when you have the money going to these places, you're not just you know, like Twitter, they have a ton of money. Facebook, they have a ton of money, but it's almost like reverse lobbying cuz the government you know, these, these politicians, they're just taking taxpayer money and just giving it where they want. Right. So they're basically saying, Hey, Twitter, we're going to lobby you as long as you do what we need and you censor the type of people and you take the approach and put, you know, black lives matter in the, in the Twitter header and and things like that. So it's almost like a reverse lobbying that you get from the government to these social media companies. Well, look at it. Look at I mean, there's there's nothing but funnels. And this is where my advantage from being in the stock trading world uh, my whole life. I, I know how money's funneled and laundered. I mean, shit, I robbed a bank. But uh, I, I, I know how you can fucking basically. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, think about know, it. Like, I, you know, even with the hackers, right? Like some of the, you know, some of the hackers that work for the government, you know, started as, you know, quote unquote, hacking criminals, you know, and then. And then they, right. Yeah. yeah, there's it's very fun. easy to get. So you're on the right. Inside. If you know what you're. Yeah, I'm on the inside. No pun intended. It's just kind of funny that my whole life started with a conspiracy charge. And, uh, <laughs> I'm a conspiracy theorist. But the uh, yeah, but everyone in there knows. I mean, I used to make my money trading stocks legally. Um, by identifying where Goldman Sachs, there was this thing called the Level 2 platform. Uh, we'll be teaching about this and talking about this in a stock vertical on 4Deep. But uh, we used to make our money back in the day before they kind of upgraded it and everything. Where on the Level 2 screen, which was a grid that you would look at, and it had the bid and the ask, which was the buyers and the sellers, you could see Goldie with Goldman Sachs. GSCO is their simple. We call them Goldie. You could see Goldie jump in on the bid and jump in on the ask. And the second you saw Goldie jump in, right, and start buying up a stock, we were day traders, you would go follow them, right, because you knew something was up. And they, all they were doing was manipulating stocks over the course of minutes. So you would see a stock that was at $20, Goldie would jump in to buy it, it would jump 2005, 2010, 2015, 2020, 2030, and go up to like $20.50, a 50 cent move, nothing big. And then all of a sudden, you would see Goldie jump to the ask, and you'd see it go right back down. So for the regular person who was investing in swing trading, you wouldn't even notice a fucking difference. You woke up in the morning, you went to work, your stock was 20 bucks, you came back, your stock was 20 bucks. But they were just boom, 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 whacking these things up and down throughout the day. And we started to study. We don't know why they're doing it, whether it's good reasons, bad reasons, legal reasons, illegal reasons. All we knew is that if the fucking whales are going in, uh, we're going to go 
follow them. The example I used to use, I used to, I used to do presentations on this for 10 years, teaching people how to trade stocks. I used to use the analogy of the pilot fish, right? So the pilot fish is this tiny little, tiny, almost microscopic fish that follows the sharks. And the shark goes and kills the prey, and then the pilot fish come in and eat the scraps, right? And I used to tell my students, listen, we just need to be the pilot fish. We just follow the shark. So if you follow the money in any industry, you could really get a good idea of what's going on. And that's what's happening here with big tech. That's what's happening with Black Lives Matter. Educating liberals on Twitter, who's a must-follow, whatchamacallit, Instagram account, because he was banned from Twitter too, another half a million follower account that got zapped. Um, Educating liberals on Instagram, Dylan, did a great video the other day tracking the money from Black Lives Matter. And when you go to the sheep and you say, fuck Black Lives Matter, people think you're saying, fuck black people. No, 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 no. All of us want fucking equality around the fucking world. All of us want black, white, Spanish, Asian. All of us want to be treated equal. I hate it when I see police brutality with African-Americans, just like I hate it when I see police brutality with with white Americans. But I also know that half of one per half of one percent of half of one percent of half of a percent of cops are bad. The rest of them are just doing their job and a few bad apples are getting put in the spotlight. But Black Lives Matter, if you just take two seconds, and Dylan did it on his Instagram, I retweeted it or reposted it to my story. If you just take two seconds, you could see all the money that goes to uh, Black Lives Matter goes to Act Blue. You actually have to fill out the Act Blue security form after you make a donation of Black Lives Matter. Act Blue donates all their money to the Biden campaign and all these Democratic campaigns. So by donating the Black Lives Matter, they're using it as a funnel to traffic the money over to the Democratic Party. And that's what I'm saying. You only need one or two bad people at the top to take a movement or take an issue or Google or Facebook. I mean, they're using Google, Facebook, and all those for election interference. So you think you're going on there doing one thing and they're using it for something else. So, you know, following the money is key in all these issues, Bob and Ben, because that's how you figure out what the fuck's going on. Just go all the way up to the top, see who started it. Yeah, I um, you know, I tweeted out last week that BLM is the new Clinton Foundation, and it's exactly what it it's exactly it what you're talking about. It's basically just like a money laundering slush fund, you know, you know, funneling money through whatever, you know, through illegal activities in order to, you know, for a political purpose. And that what, that's what happened with the Clinton Foundation is that all this money was coming in for the Clinton campaign, and then guess what happened? She didn't win, and the money dried up. Same thing with Black Lives Matter. They seem to come around during these, uh, you know, during election season. They cause all these riots, and then all this funding goes, and they just funnel money straight into Act Blue. So these are, you know, it's par for the course at this point. So when, you know, like just to repeat, when we say we don't support Black Lives Matter, we it's not it's not synonymous, and that's a message that needs to resonate. And and realistically, if you really want to go grand scheme. If you're supporting Black Lives Matter, you're kind of supporting the the CCP as well, the Communist uh, Ch- uh, Party of China too. So, you know, yep. if you really want to get you know global here, like the CCP has their hands in everything too. So, um, yep. you know, especially the censorship, and it's very it's very interesting that this mask a- epidemic is is so popular because you know China is where the these masks came from, and now you're seeing them you know become fashionable in, in our society right now. So. Bro, I wish this pandemic, Bob, would have gone on when I was 23. Do you know how much easier it would have been to rob a bank if I could have wore a fucking <laughs> full mask and fucking... I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Jesus. I never, never, I wouldn't need it to work there. I'd just ran around. I mean, Jesus. Fuck. Bad timing. Bad timing if yeah. I could have walked there with a mask and glasses. For sure. But, uh, yeah, but no, you're right. I mean, Go on, Ben. 
I was going to say, and now... Raise your hand next time, Ben. Yeah, I got you. (laughs) And and now Fauci's coming out and saying that it might, you might have to have mandatory goggles. Like, are you kidding me? Like, listen, if if you're an expert, right, you're you're the expert, you're you're the new godsend since Cuomo, right, since he killed all the grandmas, this is the new guy for them. But so you're telling me that you're the expert and you're just now realizing that the eyes may be a problem for an airborne virus. Like what, what is going on with these people where it just looks like we have all these, you know, basically activists in robes and, and white coats and all these people who pretend to be these experts who are just coming out and basically ruining their own credibility. It's ridiculous. It, ben, it's so funny you say that because I had a tweet written out last night and I was just fucking trying to go to bed because I knew we were recording early today. So I didn't want to fuck you guys over. Um, as I usually do. So, but I had a tweet written out going in, and this is the problem. I can't access my old tweets. So it's like, I can't prove my point. Like luckily enough, people follow me that they know But I was saying in March, are these people, I there was a, a, a gift that was out there. Like, are these people retarded that they really think that you can't get the coronavirus through your eyes and ears and your whole face? Like, are, are they fucking stupid? Like, this is literally just a frog boiling the pot. First, we're going to tell them everything's going to be fine. Then we're going to tell them to wear a little skimpy mask. Then we're going to tell them they need to wear a bigger mask and a higher level mask and a certain type of mask. Then they're going to tell them we need to wear goggles. Like they just realized now, like you said, Ben, that airborne viruses can get in through your eyes. And then next thing you know, they're trying to mask our whole entire identity. These masks, the reason why we're anti-masks is because we know what's going on. We know what this is. I said it at the very beginning. Masks are here to stay. They are never leaving. So get used to it because these fucking dumb fuck millennials and liberals and snowflakes think like, oh, well, just wear the mask until the vaccine comes down. No, no. The masks are here to stay forever. The masks started in China and they were there forever. The masks are here to stay because next thing they're going to tell you is, oh, we got the coronavirus vaccine, which half the people aren't going to take, which you shouldn't take either. Uh, Then we got the vaccine for it. But. The flu is still dangerous. The flu could still kill old people. I said it all the time. 100,000-something people died of the flu last year. How come you didn't wear them? Because they say, wear the mask to protect us, to protect the old people, to protect the vulnerable people. Well, those people could die of the flu, too. There's already a vaccine for the fucking flu, and 100,000 people died of that. That's worse than this. And kids die from the flu. Kids die from the flu. Why didn't you wear a mask when you were sick at work last year? When your boss was 87 years old, when your coworker was 75 years old, why didn't you wear a mask then? Now you care about people? Right, it's but think fucking... about it, right? When, when you're talking about the, the kids, the, the kids are way more susceptible to the flu than they are to this coronavirus. So saying mm-hmm. putting them back in the school is putting them in danger in everybody's lives. One then... kid under 18 years old has died in the state of New Jersey all year. One from well, COVID. It's, One. it's and almost that was probably zero. And there's multiple studies for uh, from other countries for kids who have gone back to school saying that not only is the infection rate very, very, very low, the death rate pretty much zero, but the the transmission rate from not only kids to kids, but kids to adults is almost zero. So every single justification you could possibly use to keep the schools uh, closed is just nonsense at this point. Well, the teachers right, union is, I think, now just started fighting. They don't even want the teachers to teach live or online. That's their new thing. Well, I don't understand where everyone's at work. Everyone's risking their lives at work. Why are teachers so much more precious than me, you, Bob, or anyone? All right, ask your wife. Uh, that, I did ask I'm her. And she's her. like, I want to go back to work. I'm like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's enough already it's with fucking, this shit. Listen, the bottom line is we've had one 
person under 18 years old in the state of New Jersey die of, of COVID. But that issue. person had, we had six pre-existing conditions. Of course. And that was, and they, were, they had six pre-existing conditions. We had may, way more than one person die of school shootings and given state, and they don't shut the schools down for that. Right? So it's, it's, it's a, dude, this is all political. It's like Ben said at the yeah. beginning. Anything you see right now that's going on is 100% political. It's 100% to get Trump out. The question you have to ask yourself, how come everyone loved this man prior? All these people loved Trump. They fucking used to go to dinner with Trump. They did all, how come they all just started vehemently spending their whole life and platforms to attack this dude unless he's got something on them? And the Ghislaine Maxwell documents, 2,024-page documents got released late last night or, or yesterday. I was started to go through some of it late last night. It's 2,024 pages. But let me give you the first thing that I saw that was uh, Technofrog, by the way, on Twitter, is worth a follow for sure, at Techno underscore, techno underscore Fog on Twitter. Um, Bob, you were making fun of me for this. Well, yeah, because it's like you were in the text like, bro, follow fucking Technofrog. I'm like, I'm like, dude, like this, like literally, the literal equivalent of of me telling you, like, yo, if you heard about this Mike Trout guy, I think he's gonna have a pretty, <laughs> think he's gonna have a pretty good year this year. You know, I've it's never like, heard. Of like, him. you are in my yeah. world now, bro. You are in my <laughs> right. But I mean, do you think Kurt knows who Technofog I've is? Never heard of him. No, probably not. Yeah, my you got to remember, my following is very different than your guys. My following's regular people. No, like people I'm the average man. Kurt didn't even know who Liz Cronkin was. That's 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 amazing. Well, no, no, that yeah, was Ben. But, I know all about her. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you did not know who Liz yeah, Trout You never saw Out of the Shadows? We're recording. It's Out of Shadows. Out of Shadows, <laughs> idiot. Yeah, I saw that Shadows movie. <laughs> I saw the Out of the Shadows. Fucking Riders in the Storm. Out of the Shadows into the closet. Liz has been yeah. one of the most... Uh, she's she's had a target on her back for years man she's had a, liz yeah. is a liz is a gladiator yeah. in this movement liz is basically the one who exposed pizzagate from the start um me and her have become very good friends uh she's she's just a warrior she was one of the first people to take the l for everyone else yeah she's you know relentless. and like put her career on the line yeah. and get banned from twitter and make a documentary exposing all this that ended up being the hottest documentary of the year in 2020 out of shadows make sure you watch it uh make sure you follow liz on instagram uh it's liz croken so she's just she's incredible you know she's incredible she's the girl from out of shadows that fucking was out there and she she got chastised death threats like she's like has to hide where she is and everything like but you know put it all on the line for this and all they do is try to discredit everyone so that's that's really their plan that's what they have to do they have to try and discredit everything that's going on but these Gislaine maxwell documents that started to leak out people are starting to get through all of them uh, my favorite one is the one completely implicating Bill Clinton right out the gate. Right. Um, I'm going to read this uh, back and forth right here from the witness. These are unsealed documents. Ben, do you want to explain what these are that are being shown? Well, the, the court case is with um, the Ghislaine Maxwell, but these documents that we're seeing is from Virginia Joffrey. She's one. She's the one that you see uh, Bill Clinton in the picture with all the time. And the the younger one, like on the plane, and she came out. Well, I'm sure you'll get into the details, but she came out and and you know, too long, don't read. She said that Trump, she never saw him. They never uh, at uh, they and on the plane or at the island or anything, and he never even flirted with her. And she says that's something that's very inaccurate that always goes around. But then they also said that Bill Clinton was there at the island and Alan Dershowitz and she was forced to do things with them by Maxwell. So 
these are some of the documents that are coming out. There's well, let me let me read the Trump part. Let me read the Trump part here. So this is uh, about Jeffrey Epstein's presence, uh, you know, about the inaccuracies. They were asking her. Um, uh, they said Donald Trump. She's Donald Trump is a good friend of Jeffrey Epstein's question mark. And then she said, Jeffrey told me that Donald Trump is a good friend of his. Uh, but you never observed them together. No, not that I can actually remember. Uh, not off the top of my head. When did Donald Trump flirt with you? He didn't. That's what's inaccurate. This is, this is her saying, like, hey, that report is inaccurate. Donald Trump never flirted with me. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein told me they were friends. Did you ever see Donald Trump at Jeffrey Epstein's home? Not that I can remember. On the island? Nope. Not that I can remember. In New Mexico? Nope. Not that I can remember. In New York? Not that I can remember. All right. If you could turn to the second page and read through, let me just know if any of these are inaccurate. Just put a check by them, blah, blah, blah. And it kept going on. So she literally was like, nope, nope, nope. And meanwhile, everyone's talking about Trump, 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 Trump. He took pictures of Epstein back in the day. Yeah, every billionaire New York real estate mogul had, was at events with each other and were friends with each other. The example I give, yeah, Trump was probably friends with Jeffrey Epstein back in the 80s and 90s. He didn't have his fucking pedophile island back then. Trump never been to it. Uh, and if information came out differing, then we'll all pivot on our stance. But we've all done the research right. on this. You think we're just backing someone without doing the research? Do we seem like four guys, well, three, not counting Kurt, um, that actually just make decisions without information and doing research? If anything I get made fun of for, it's that I over-research nonsense, right? Like if you think about the definition of a conspiracy theorist and how we get attacked, the, people represent us as a tinfoil hat in a room with a transistor radio and canned goods and guns studying non-existent shit that isn't real. No one has ever said a conspiracy theorist is lazy in their research. It's exactly the opposite. We get made fun of, bro, did you just spend a week and a half studying flat earth? Like, really? Is that what you just wasted a week and a half? Like, we get criticized for wasting too much time researching. So it's the exact opposite, our our, uh, stigmas that are out there. So, yeah, we researched all this. We know everything you see. They were friends, not friends, acquaintances back in the day. Everyone was. You're a billionaire real estate mogul in New York. You got to do business with people. Even if you're not friends, you got to pretend to be. And guess what? Trump kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago. Trump banned him. Trump was the only person when the prosecution was going after Epstein 10 years ago, five years ago. They were looking for comment from all the people that had any interaction with him. Trump was the only celebrity to say, yeah, I'll tell you everything I know. What do you want to know? Every single other person declined to comment, and that's documented, right? That is documented. No one else would speak to the lawyer. And he was was like, whatever resources you need, you let me know, and I'll help out. It wasn't just like, oh, yeah, you know, if you call me, I'll pick up. He was actively saying, hey, whatever you need, I'm here for you. And the funniest thing is the the liberal side is, well, yeah, because 10 years ago, because Trump and Epstein got in a fight, and they were fucking mad at each other, and Trump hated Epstein. Okay, well, then you're proving our point. So then he definitely wasn't on the island, and like, if, if that's the case. Like, which is it? Like, did they hate each other? Who cares why they hated each other? He hated them. So how, how is he his best friend, and they hated each other? Like, you can't pick and choose when you flip-flop. But the uh, Bill Clinton part of this is very interesting because we all know not only did Jeffrey Epstein, was he best friends with the Clintons, not only did Clinton have, like, 30 trips to the island where he left his security, a witness testimony was just unleashed. And this is very small writing, so I will try to read it as best I can. Uh, v. He told me a long time ago that everyone owes him favors. They're all in each other's pockets. And this is what we always say. How can this go on? Because these guys have everyone on blackmail. Uh, When you say you asked him, hold on. When you say you asked him, why is Bill Clinton here? Where was here on the island? When you were present with Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton on the island, who else was there? Ghislaine, Emmy, and there were two young girls that I could identify. 
I never really knew them well. Anyways, it was just two girls from New York. Now, keep in mind, this is the young girl speaking who was testifying. Uh, this is one of the young girls. So basically nailing Bill Clinton, a witness testimony that it was Bill Clinton, Ghislaine, and two chicks. Young, young girls. Young girls. All right? We know the age of the girls on that island were like 13, 14. So pinning Bill Clinton to Epstein Island. And were all of you staying at Jeffrey's house on the island, including Bill Clinton? Keep in mind, this is one of the young girls when she was 14 testifying. Um, That's correct. We had about four or five different villas on his island separate from the main house, and we all stayed in the villas. Prosecution. uh, The questioner. Were sexual orgies a regular occurrence on that island at Jeffrey's house? Young girl. Yes. So she pinned him to the island. Said they used to have orgies, which she was a part of. She was one of the people being trafficked and said she saw Bill Clinton there and also said she never saw Donald Trump. He never flirted with her, never saw him on the island or anything. I mean, this is like damning testimony. Dershowitz got taken down in these files. These things are just going to keep leaking and leaking. And this is just phase one. These are just unsealed documents. But do you this think isn't what any of has. these people get taken down, though? It's, I, I've said from the beginning, they're either all going to go down at once. Like, you'll see Prince Andrew. Yeah, like I could dead. see that. But. Yeah, like Prince Andrew, they'll they'll have some sacrifices, right? They'll sacrifice a Prince Andrew, though, maybe even sacrifice a Dershowitz. You know, the people who are like really, really obvious. But they're going to fucking protect the Clintons, protect the Obamas. I mean, Jeffrey Epstein had a fucking painting in his New York apartment of Bill Clinton in a blue dress wearing red shoes. Literally featured in his fucking apartment when the feds came in. Uh, also, the FBI was hiding these documents. You probably saw this, Ben. It shows that the FBI threw this case out without even fucking interviewing the witnesses. They hid the documents and they just said, let it go. Let it go. Why? Because all the elites were going to Epstein's island. So a couple of the big guys in the FBI were going to the island. Jeffrey Epstein has blackmail on them. They know if they take Epstein down, he dead man switches their ass and the whole fucking department goes down. So it only takes one person at the top. The same with the hydrochloroquine. It only takes one doctor at the top of the hospital to spread misinformation through the whole hospital. Right. Yeah, that's how it works with anything. And then when once you start doing that, then it becomes a game of telephone. So now you have misinformation based on misinformation, which is essentially what like the Steele dossier was against Trump. Right. Like you're you're playing this game of telephone with intelligence and, and high level sourcing and things like that. And you're just passing it on. And like basically the FBI is more corrupt than complicit. almost They're any complicit. other organization right like the problem is when you when you think about doing rico and and racketeering and stuff like that you have to have the doj going after but what are you gonna do have the doj go after the fbi which is you know um underneath their umbrella like you almost have to charge people who work there as a part of rico like mueller and comey and all these people who were around at this time who just let it go and throw it out and and think about the damages for people who are trying to sue and and then all this stuff happens. You finally get Epstein, which, by the way, this stuff is only happening under Trump, right? So right. You, you finally get Epstein, and then the guy dies. So a lot of people feel almost unfulfilled. A lot of people feel like, well, we didn't get our justice. And, right. and a lot of it is because it, it wasn't done in, in the right way, and they shielded him, and they hit him. And, and they do this all the time. Yeah, and that's what it is. It starts at the top, and that's why people don't understand. It starts at the top. It starts with blackmail. It starts with evil. I'm not a Republican. I don't know if any of us on the Ben, you might be, but are any of the rest of us a Republican? Bob is. Oh, 
I mean, I'm the I signed up as a Republican, ben, you're a Republican. to vote for Ron Paul. So ben, yeah, ben, you're a Republican. Ben, no, I'm ben. I'm more liberal. Ben, it's okay to be a Republican. Ben, well, I, well, ben I you're a Republican. Ben, myself. you're more Republican than I am. No, no, no. no you're, it's cool to say you're no, not a Republican. No, you're a Republican. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the kid calls me a libtard snowflake in every text thread the second I question a single thing that Trump did. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. really think there. Oh is yeah, right, Kurt. Right. No, no, no. Well, Kurt, well, does he not quite, does he not attack me every time I question? No, no. Ben and Bob are one hundred percent Republican. But here's the thing: when well, people say you're Republican, MS, he'll come in with it like a Will Summers article from the Daily Beast and be like, "This is good, right, guys? This is good, right? Like, I'm I'm going to go tell everyone about this. I want to make sure this is okay." I'm a Trump looking. No. I'm a Trump looking. Right. Okay. Same. I I am a, I am a Ron Paul revolutionary. That's who I am. So. Yeah, I, I made a, a music a video about Ron Paul. Hold on, hold on. Okay. You do? I made a music video about Ron Paul. You're going to be more Ron My Paul. My fucking Ron. dog's name was Dr. Ron Paul, Ben. <laughs> My dog's name, Paulie. My full name was Dr. Ron Paul. Yeah, okay. There's a 100% chance that was based on Paulie D. I have it. I have proof on my Facebook. <laughs> I have proof on my Facebook. My whole Facebook wall was nothing but Ron Paul. I almost got it tattooed on my fucking arm. It's fucking Ron yeah, Paul. Right. It was, it was don't a, go to me with who's more Ron Jersey Paul. Store poster. Some Ron Paul. Don't, don't. Yeah. Ron Paul I, was the, I was the first Ron Paul Guido. <laughs> What'd you say? Y'all a bunch Bobby? of Ron Paul simps. That's what y'all are like, trying to out Ron Paul each other. <laughs> I have my fucking hand raised for like five minutes. I no, because you, you were called on no. and you talked and I left know. it raised. Oh well, that's because yeah, I had more shit to say. It, well, you were in the middle of talking and your hand was still raised. I hope you were raised. So I just it figured physically. it was. I'm that kid in class that was... talks and my hand's still up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I figured you were like Ben, like Internet Explorer. It just took took a while to get your thing done. Yeah, he's the kid that talks in class, not realizing the bell rang five minutes ago and everyone left. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Bob. But, what do you, do you care say? if I read a couple things real quick? I mean, they're oh, short. Yes. Easy. All right. Next. So, you know, we talk, what do you even ask? We, when have I ever said no? Nah, I know. The, we talk about the FBI being complicit. You know, this. I mean, you know, that famous picture of Prince Andrews from back in 2011. She was asked about it. You know, she gave it back then and they knew about it and they hid it. That shows that they're complicit. Um, there's one thing I do want to read about Jeffrey Epstein and his, and his uh, helicopter. Um, so it says, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Epstein was caught sharing an FAA tail number with a U.S. military reconnaissance attack plane that was being used for covert operations in Colombia by U.S. state-funded mercenary company, DynCorp International at the time. The same DynCorp that was caught trafficking children in multiple countries, including Colombia. So what this means is that his helicopter was be able to like bypass border security checkpoints elude law enforcement mm-hmm. so what we're trying to say is that his illegal chi- child trafficking activities were being supported by the u.s government at the time and so this brings me to and we've talked about the QAnon post how we thought it got lazy for a while but dude there was this um, most comprehensive QAnon post i've ever read that was post last night so i'm just going to read a little bit of it because it points to exactly what we're talking about so it starts with uh, infiltration and it says um only those who could or can be controlled via blackmail were installed in critical leadership positions across. I saw that, yeah. What's up? No, I saw this. Guy oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Critical leadership positions across all political and non-political control and command positions. It's necessary to ensure a protective blanket, which is their insurance policy. Traders everywhere. 
leadership and joint ops with China, which is what we were talking about before. Leadership and joint ops with China, the CCP, in effort to regain power. It was never about the virus. But the important thing is that it goes down and says Flynn was the first strike designated to cripple, prevent exposure of illegal acts um, through national security, discovery, install, controlled, replacement, blah, blah, blah. So then it goes on to talk about uh, all the different stages of COVID-19 and how it's an operation. Um, I'm going to retweet this so that you know everybody can kind of understand uh, what we've been talking about and why General Flynn has also been in the center of this and why ever since Donald Trump has been elected, it's been nothing but these people that were installed that have had blackmail against them that are going after uh, Donald Trump, one of which mm-hmm. is Adam Schiff. And he is number one on the blackmail list because we talked about the helicopter crashes in the Standard Hotel, man, and the uh, the – one of the, I think, like a GM of the Standard Hotel that was involved in this helicopter crash was trying to cover up some of Adam Schiff's activities. So, and you're seeing him at the center of the impeachment hearing. So, we're seeing all of these people that were installed. Like, like this is an installation. It's an infiltration. This is all the stuff that we're talking about. And it, it, it's it's just unbelievable that we're seeing this like come into fruition now. And like, kind of like what Ben said, Trump's in office right now. And this is why we're seeing all of this stuff being brought to light so when i'm reading these documents all it does is it's just an extra added layer of justification that trump was not connected and that bill clinton was connected and that all these installations are 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 here to make sure that the plan goes according to schedule and which includes censorship even of accounts like tommy g and 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 all these other accounts that are over the fucking target, man. And our podcast is over the fucking target. And that's why they're trying to take us down. So, I mean, yes, I understand, uh, you know, we're doing some good work here and, and everybody else is doing good work, but we are fighting an uphill battle. This is an installation that has been in place for a long period of time and it's going to continue. So I'm glad that I wasn't yeah. muted during that also because <laughs> I just fucking, <laughs> I just fucking blacked out right there. <laughs> Yeah, you crushed that, Bob. Bob, you killed that. I just fucking killed that. That was like Will. I hate to say Will Ferrell because fuck him, but yep. you know, in old school where he fucking debates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, what happened? <laughs> I'll just have it. So let me give you. Let me give you a visual representation of this. I actually might post this uh, on my Instagram, which hopefully Return of the Jedi will uh, move over to Twitter. Uh, if you're listening out there, Jedi. Um, basically, take a piece of paper right now, real quick. And because a lot of people ask me this question, you know, how how someone has to know someone would know like it would have if this shit was going on, someone would have told about it. No, draw a triangle on your piece of paper in front of you. OK, now in that triangle, look at that as a pyramid, right? Take the top smallest little triangle you could draw and draw a line across it. OK, just just kind of like a, make it look like an iceberg. Right. So that everything draw a line left to right across and have all the triangle be below the line. And then just the top little piece of the triangle be above the line. Does that make sense to everyone? Right? Everybody. So you have Kurt. that little triangle at the top. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt's stupid. We don't, he's not even paying attention. So <laughs> basically if you take that, tri- shut up. So if you take that triangle and you make that law enforcement, mm-hmm. okay. What that's showing you is that top little piece of the triangle up there is corrupted. Okay, so whether it's the FBI, CIA, whatever it is. So if you can corrupt the one percent at the top, then all the rules, regulations and everything, everything flows up in law enforcement. Right. Even if you find someone, someone's testifying, someone calls in saying Prince Andrew raped me. 
okay? That goes to a desk with a receptionist on it, right? And then the receptionist kicks it over to a captain. And then the captain kicks it over to a sergeant. And then the sergeant is, says, oh, I think we got to do this. They kick it up. And it gets to the FBI or CIA. And then that person kicks it up to their superior. And all of a sudden, the person at the top goes, squash this. It's done. And then someone's, it's already passed through 10 people. Nope, squash this. This is done. This is BS. They squash it. If you're talking about the hospitals, you know, take that same triangle and put the whole medical industry at the top. And that top little, little square there is CDC, the WHO, and Big Pharma. That top little square. So they funnel all the information down to the rest. So that top little piece, they, they input people who are controlled. They input the people who have blackmail on, who they've taken over. If they didn't have blackmail on them before they got there, they get blackmail on them after they got there or death threats. Take Hollywood. Look at that same triangle. The top 1%, the Katy Perry, the Lady Gaga, the Tom Hanks, the Oprah Winfrey, all of them are that little top 1%. That top little piece of the triangle that's above the water. So when people say, should I stop following Scholar Johansson? Like what? Just think of it this way. If anyone is making millions of dollars at the top of any of these organizations, there's a 99% chance they are corrupted. And the beauty of this, if you take that same little triangle picture that you have there, and instead of that line we drew across, you just make that a space to make the little triangle spaced from the bottom triangle. And then if you draw an Illuminati eye, in that little triangle, you basically have the symbol on our dollar bill. Right. Okay? So this has been ingrained. This is symbolic on the dollar bill. The pyramid, the pyramid of power, the Illuminati eye at the top, separated from the whole bottom of the triangle. And in any industry, in any field, you will find that the top 1% in that field, the top net earners in that field, whether it's banking, the CEOs, whether it's healthcare, whether it's, it's Hollywood, whether it's the athletes, whatever it is, that top, 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 most vocal are usually a part of this Illuminati cabal and music, they control everything. Music. Below. Music, all of it. Mm -hmm. every, every industry that you're looking at, all of it is controlled up at the top, and then they control the bottom. So they're trying to purge all the QAnon accounts because we're exposing all this, and they can't be exposed. When I was doing this last year, and Bob was doing this last year, and Ben and Kurt, we're all doing this last year. This podcast has been on since you know, a year, year, year and a half ago. No one cared about us. We were screaming. Well, how do you not see this? No one cared. All of a sudden, the second our account's starting getting big, and our podcast jumped into the top five, and fucking my Twitter account went to fucking 250,000, all of a sudden, whack, 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 deleted, deleted, deleted. Because you could scream as long as you're not getting to too many people. Once you start making an impact that's what bob refers to as uh you know what, what i say flying too close to the sun you say over the target whatever it is once you get too close to exposing them they just whack you and delete you so anyone you see getting discredited or deleted those are the people you should pay the most attention to so, so that means we should all be flat there. earthers because flat earth gets attacked more than honestly yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I probably should do more research on it maybe i'll bring eddie bravo <laughs> on here to talk about honestly I mean, it's like anything they're attacking. Kurt, what were you going to say? I have a reply ban on my account. I don't do anything. So, so, yeah, let's look at all the accounts here. So my old account had <laughs> reply deboosting, search ban, suggestion ban boost, gone, right? Like you can go to am I shadow banned. Um, am I shadow EU, is it? Yeah. What did you want to say about this, Kurt? Because we did a lot of research. Ben had a lot of marks on him. 
Yeah. Um, and you could look up other people. Janet has ben, two a, marks on her. But yeah, Ben, yours yours looked like uh yours looked like it had chicken pox, right? So you're probably in some trouble. But there right. is one guy that's clean as a whistle. Well, and... Kurt, you have yours, right? You have marks on yours. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Ben, you have marks on yours. I mine looked like chicken pox, so they were shadow banning me. Um Janet had bands on hers. Even Uncle Danny had bands on his. Now, um, one guy talks about space being gay, but there is uh-huh. one guy associated with uh-huh. the podcast that has uh-huh. zero marks on his account. How's that even possible that we have a you podcast? You want to talk this about a fucking setup? A side. How is it even possible that there's a person? Is it someone who's only been on here like once before? A guy Kurt, that's a regular that's created a regular videos, videos a regular songs attacking what he songs claims, wait attacking the left. Yet, does he, he has to have like fifty followers? You would think this guy would have at least three marks on his account. Has he gotten like videos taken down and stuff? Nothing. Before? This guy has oh. not been touched by anyone at Twitter, which wow. is amazing to me. I mean, who who could it be? It, who's the gayest guy in the pod? Bob. Yes. <laughs> it's Bob. Like I, how his I guy, Bob? I would have gotten away with about... it if it wasn't for you snooping kids. <laughs> <laughs> the most liked person on the pod too, Kurt. Isn't that odd? Remember Tom well, Hanks' quote in his comedy yeah. skit when he said, "The beauty of being the most loved man is America well, is well, no co- one searches uh, your back bar- backyard for bodies." This feels Easy. like the end of a Scooby Doo episode where you unmask like <laughs> <laughs> Scoop. Bob's a liberal <laughs> and works for Twitter <laughs> this whole time. Bob, not a single mark, dude. The funniest thing, Kurt, when you go to am I, shadow uh, shadowband.eu, you can go. When you go to sh- even that dude, even the Return of the Jedi guy uh, on Twitter, who I, mean, I can't talk enough about how great that account. Oh my is. god! Um, even he's got two bands right now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> It makes He's only no... been fucking there for 72 hours. This guy made a video about Michelle Obama's hammer. Joe Bob Biden. made a video about Michelle Obama's dick, about Joe Biden going to an old hate. Bob, how many, how many views did that video of Michelle Obama get? Millions. Uh, by the way, I sent it to Liz the other day. She'd never seen it before. She was dying. Oh, the, the, it was hysterical. the dick one? The, the Michelle Obama oh, has a dick video. And again, the beauty of having 4deep.com. Uh, is that we're going to be able to post all this on 4 Deep, so they can't shadow ban it. So you'll be able to catch up on all the old threads and all the old videos and everything that you haven't seen if you're newer. But yeah, that thing had like a million views on YouTube, this Bob. Not, How do you it, not have a single... St- this pisses, it's like, you know, like when you compare like, oh, I got shot, I got stabbed. Like, I have no fucking scars right now. I got no streak from it. <laughs> Bob, you not don't. only that, when I go to... You're what is this? I, yeah, Dude, daddy. guys, guys, take a second. Go to shadowban.eu right now. Uh, those of you I on guarantee here, 90% of the listeners have a check on their thing. Oh, of course they do. But you, Kurt, go there right now and search Bob's Lessons. Well, now And it actually says, it doesn't show you anything, it says Bob's Lessons is protected. Yeah, but before he went protected... Bob, and- no, Kurt, 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 Kurt. Oh, you're missing the point. Oh, I see. Bob is protected. Is by what or who is the question? Wow. By who? Who is protected? What alphabet agent Bob. is protecting this tool? Bob <laughs> is protected, it says. Tommy G, it says, doesn't even exist. Yeah. Chase Bank told me I was dead. This is horse. Right? We remember that. Bob is, who is Bob protected by? Look mine up and it redirects you to Jordan's well, Maybe page. you should make a thread about it. <laughs> Hold on. Let me look up. Let me look Jordan's up career stats. <laughs> XBenJanninReference.com slash Jordan. <laughs> All right. I, I'm getting redirected to Steve Kerr's page. <laughs> oh, you know. Ben hits. 
Ben hits the occasional three on the No Mercy podcast, but really is not that useful. That's what it says. He said he's hit a clutch three or two, but but oft times you don't even know he's there. Every ben, has his, ben, yours is cleaned up a little bit. You're down to just a search ban. I, uh, I replied to boosting. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, you're, you're down to just a search ban. So what I noticed is when, when you, you need to stay on top of this, this shadowban.eu, because if you start getting too many chicken pox, that's where they wipe you out. So that's when you know you need to cool your account down for a day or two. But, um, yeah, I, I was getting them all the time. Uh, let me see. Return of the G. Die. Uh, da, da, da. Let's see what I have on this return of the Jedi guy who is not me um support us no i'd rather not just a search ban good return of the Jedi is coming back return of the Jedi had no reply to boosting but if you notice we all have search bans so what's mm-hmm. that mean they're not letting anyone search for us so if one of your friends goes hey you got to follow this benjamin dude on twitter his account's sick if they go to write your name in and search for it you can't find it yeah like the that's the, that's the link to click on like if you it says we did not find a tweet for by searching Benjamin, and if you click on it, it brings you to the actual Twitter search where nothing comes up. It's fucking, it's crazy. It's crazy what they're doing and how they're allowed to do this. Let's wrap this up in a minute or two, but I want to first just kind of dovetail to the hydroxychloroquine thing that went on because it's kind of on topic to what we're just talking about here. Um, they're they're okay with banning everyone all over the place, you know, who does anything to try and help people, even though there's pedophilia and child trafficking sites all over. Twitter, we've exposed most of them. They had, they had human farming sites on Facebook where for seven years. It had been there for seven years where they had little clubs where they were talking about eating human beings like cannibals. But the hydroxychloroquine thing is the big thing that came out. So Bob or Ben, I don't know who wants to touch on what happened with that, but Donald Trump Jr. got suspended the other day for 12 hours for retweeting a video of actual doctors, teams of actual doctors, who came out and said hydrochloroquine they've been using – and it helps people in early stages. This is where they manipulate it. If you're in late stage COVID, yeah, it's probably nothing's going to help you at that point. But early stage usage of this, they said they all said unanimously they've been helping. We haven't had one person die because we've been putting them on this right when they started getting symptoms. Hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and whatever the other thing is. But so these doctors came out. Doctors came out. And then Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram just acid washed it from the internet. And anyone who retweeted it got suspended and acid washed from the internet. It's just crazy. And Ohio banned it. And Ohio they banned it. They shut to, the ladies' account. What happened down? to my body, my choice? They already right. reversed it though in Ohio. They reversed it already, Ben. And reversed it within like a day. Yeah, because it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. yeah. But how, how are you banned? Is, is so, so what? Doctors come out and they held a press conference, and there was like a little less than ten of them, and. What happened is they all said, oh, yes, we're using hydroxychloroquine with the Z-Pack and, you know, the ashamythin and the zinc. And they're talking about how they didn't have any patients die from it. And then they banned it. And what happens is they're trying to discredit this one doctor, the, the one black one, which, which is crazy, the, the main one. Right, that, yeah. We need a black that. female, keep in mind, Ben. So the, yeah. the side of the aisle that is pushing for African-American females to be heard and to speak up and to be credited – they are now taking an African-American female who's trying to help people with a cure, banning her from her social media platforms, taking down all her videos, and comparing her to Hitler. It's like you can, you can let – like we want blacks to speak. Okay. We want females to speak. Okay. We want doctors. Okay. Not that one. Nope. Not that one. That one can't. 
hear about all, all this. Oh, well, Republicans don't believe the science. They don't listen to the science. And then you go and censor doctors. Like, are you And kidding? then you censor science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you not that science. That's not the science we meant. But right. yes, I mean, the, the problem is a lot of these studies that they use to refute it and they say that it's discredited. First of all, they don't include zinc in most of them. They give it to right. them basically. They're dead. They, they like pull them out of the morgue and put a hydroxychloroquine sticker on them. And they're like, oh, this didn't work. You know, and, and then so the problem is they're using studies like that. And then they also the biggest one that caused the FDA and, uh, to stop the trials of the hydroxychloroquine was the one from Lancet, which ended up being fraudulent because the guy was using like a, a, an adult film star as his lead scientist. And right. and thing had to be retracted kind of like kind of like snopes does uses an adult, adult film star to discredit all the information yeah yeah it, it, it's it's crazy and, and it's the thing that you know they say that this has been decredited discredited already discredited and when you ask you know they don't really have anything to give you it's just the word is it like we talked about earlier well you know what the problem is and everyone's wondering why they would discredit it one they don't want it they don't want the cure to come out they want a vaccine that's what they want they want a vaccine they want a mandatory vaccine so they could chip everyone that's what's going on two they want to make billions of dollars off it. And hydroxychloroquine is like $10. It's been around for decades. It's used for malaria and other things, it, lupus. It's $10. That's why they don't want it because you can't make any fucking money off it if everyone could just go buy a $10 fucking cure. Uh, the money's never in the fucking cure. The money's in the medicine. Yeah, but how about right? just that, in, the, in, the obvious part? If you don't want to take it, don't fucking take it. What do you care if Bob Smith it. down the well, street takes it? That's why they're – because it'll work. There's no side effects. Because the more so what the hell do you care? Because, Right, because the more people that take it, the more they spread, right? right? So if I take it and it works, then I go tell Ben and Bobby and I'd say it on my podcast, then those people take it and it cuts into big pharma. So um, <clears throat> it's just hysterical how we all yeah. want to trust science and math and, and healthcare professionals except the ones that fucking are trying to help us cheaply. Yeah, not when right. there's no those money the in it. That, yeah. yeah, there's no money in it. 100% makes me think that they have a cure for cancer oh and they just God. Oh, yeah. Bro, cancer has cancer raised for eight. trillions of dollars. You're telling me they haven't figured anything out yet? There, right. There's no. a cure for they, cancer. They have a cure for everything, guys. They have a cure for cancer. They have a cure for AIDS. They have a cure for all. It's all just population control. That's yeah. all this comes down to. It's all population control. But the how they defend themselves with banning everything, they say, well, this is at odds with what the World Health Organization says. So if you're posting anything that is the opposite of what the WHO says, they're just going to ban it. Well, now so they what say, did China do? Yeah, now they what say did China FDA do? didn't approve it. They welded people inside their homes. That's what they did. Right, yeah. What did China do? They fucking basically, every news story that you put out on the news, any piece of information you put on the CCP networks has to get approved by the Chinese government. Mm -hmm. So they basically wiped out free thinking and multiple thoughts. They basically said, here's our one entity, our one thing that is going to tell us what to do and you're going to follow it or else you're, it's 1984. It's 1984. Yeah. It's communist. That's what yeah. communism yeah. is. They, you, you hear all this talk about, oh, well, China stopped it and there's no deaths and there's no cases there and everything. When you go to look on these websites that have all the COVID data, like I go on it every day and, to look at like the trend and stuff. You don't have any Chinese data because they don't send it. They don't they don't have it. You know, like, yeah, the other day that they do send it's no a lie. There's no data being reported. Yeah. And it's all a lie. Whatever the fuck they do send. It's, they, yeah. they were bringing there's videos of them putting people in incinerators at three o'clock in the morning throwing them in the fucking dumpsters and shit to fucking hide them off the COVID death number when they still said they had no COVID deaths. So that's a, that's a lie. Let's end with 
Uh, quick thing. I'm just trying to see. We covered almost everything we wanted to cover. Uh, let's end with a quick thing on the aliens here since we started the debate. We'll end it with this. Um, what is your take on – I see a lot of people tweeting uh, at me and texting me saying Jim Jordan is the best. So I don't know. He must have just done something Ouchie. else. Remember I was playing that video? It was the no, hearing. No, no. Kurt, yes, you fucking idiot. I know what happened yesterday. No, that's from right today, now. you moron. Yeah. This shit going on right now. Yeah, today. Yep. From this morning. Oh. Okay. Twitter <laughs> provides new tea telling. I'm sorry. I'll take that back. The one time I called you a moron where it wasn't valid. Um, so do you think, let's, let's get on record here because I made predictions. We've all made, well, Bob and Ben, I think we're on the blue beam side, but this podcast has been making predictions that there will be an alien invasion by the election, right? We've been saying this since last year. Okay, that they're going to use closure might be a better word than an alien invasion. Well, whatever. Yes, whatever. They're going to use the aliens. I think there's going to be an alien. I think (laughs) they're going to fucking. I think they're going to show a fucking like lizard on top of the Empire State Building, like ah. (laughs) But um, so so what's our take on what's going on? It's 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 happening right now. I mean, you're seeing it. They're fucking disclosing documents. Jordan Sather's losing his mind on Twitter about you know be careful because he's and rightly so. He doesn't want to get discredited. His whole years of research based on what the government does right now. So I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. I think you can believe aliens exist and still believe the government's going to use it as a false flag coming up before the November election. So let's take our stand. Let's get this on record. Let's get this documented on our opinion of what's going on with the aliens come by November. Uh, Bobby, I will start with you since you're in a tight time crunch here. And I think you got to get off in a minute. Honestly, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm being honest with you. Like, oh, I gave up on aliens so long ago. Like, you know, in, in a, what do you think about space? It's fake and gay. I made Bob, a, I made a great, my video. I made a fantastic Venn diagram about it. If you want to follow at oh, Bob Lessons, I pinned it. I pinned it. You can, you understand my opinions <laughs> about space. If you look at my, oh, I should have reported that. I'm going to, no, I'm going to defer my time to Kirk. Cause I just, I really just, it's a fucking Kirk, waste of can, time. Here's my thought okay, process so. on it. Um, well, I'm going to let Ben go before you. Oh, okay. You're the you're the alien guy. So, Ben, what's your take on what's going to go on with aliens between now and the election? So, I 100% believe that aliens exist. I 100% believe that there is a program called Blue Beam that would be an artificial disclosure. But I don't think that it's going to happen before the election. I think okay. there's too much uncertainty. And it's one of those things that it can go either way, right? Because you, let's say the... And I'm just going to throw this out here as left and right, but we all know there's a lot of factions in between. But let's say the left wants to do, you know, an alien disclosure to hurt Trump because it causes chaos, right? But at the end of the day, maybe Trump says, oh, well, you know, we need to fight this, you know, alien invasion and we need to, you know, all come together and I'm going to do it for you. And it ends up working for him. So I, I can see how it can go either way where it's, causes mass chaos and they're like oh get trump out of office we need someone new or it bans everybody together and they all fight against it so i think it's too much of an unknown for anyone on either side to pull the trigger if that's if that was in the plan yeah i, I mean Bob, I'm, you I'm, think... I'm, yeah i think i'm with yeah. him with blue beam but blue beam to me is a black hat operation i've, I've always talked about kind of like the independence day mm-hmm. movie yeah. theory where it's yeah. like they they they, right. they think it's benevolent oh all the world's going to come together to fight this alien force you know but but realistically i feel like that's the last last ditch effort of the deep state to create you know one world 
uh, government. So, mm-hmm. yeah. See, and I've always had the opinion. I mean, does, don't you think, Bob, that that would just give more credence to flat Earth? Like they're trying to do that to prove that there is space and there is aliens and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I feel like you should be a flat Earther. I should be. If you think <laughs> if you think face is fake, if you think space is fake and gay, then you should technically yeah. be like a firmament flat Earther. I I am leaning firmament-ish. Uh, I do think that the model that we're being, uh, you know, f- force-fed is not, uh, I guess, uh, dimensionally, factually correct. Yeah. So that's the are you just pot- are you doing this whole space is fake and gay thing because you know that I can I'm going to get Eddie. You Bravo really want to know what it is on the it's, podcast? It's so I, and you are trying to petition so you could be on the pod with me and Eddie Bravo. Yes, and to sell apparel. it's so good yeah so my take on it i think it's actually if it gets used before the election will be the opposite side i think it was a i think project blue bean was definitely a black hat operation we all know that by the way for those people that don't know black hat bad white hat good but i do think uh that's how it was intended but just like how the internet was intended to be used to spy on us and collect our data and we've turned the gun on them just how a lot of the things that Trump has done have been intended to harm him, and he's turned the gun on them. I think this whole uh, alien stuff, how it was intended to be one way, actually could pretty easily be used the other way. I mean, I think there's a pretty simple solution. If round two of COVID comes wiping through and just decapitating the earth and fucking you know, just killing people and all two. that kind of stuff. No, round two. The round two that we're getting is not what we're seeing right now. Because George Floyd, everything stopped with COVID. So I feel like we're back, yeah. and this is round two, where now we have to. No, put George on Floyd is back now. George Floyd is back. Back now. He is. That's what they're. They just pivoted to George Floyd when the NBA started. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The monuments and all. That. Yeah, they're back in Black Lives Matter mode right now. They'll switch over to COVID once that dies down. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I think this could be flipped around very easily because if all humans are fighting with each other and everyone's fucking at odds and everyone trumps a lightning rod all of a sudden drop an alien invasion, a fake alien invasion that happens in the skies and watch how quick everyone fucking stops fighting with each other. Like, and then Trump's the guy who's been pushing SpaceX nonstop. Like how many times has Trump talked about SpaceX space and examining space, space force, right? So, sorry. No, you, no, you're good. SpaceX is something too. What's that? Elon Musk's yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's space force. So Trump's been pushing space force this whole entire time. So it would make sense. Like guys, now you understand why I wanted this whole space force po- program and we spent so much money on it and we just sent the rocket to the moon again and we're doing all this stuff. Like I've been all team space. I mean, probably not a better reason to cancel the election either. If you wanted to at that point, than alien invasion. So I think it's black hat turned white hat possibility. And now we'll kick to our alien expert no, to me when, so like when that came out on Fox, what, I don't know, whatever it was on, it really doesn't matter to me because the depth of how I feel about aliens doesn't really have to do with the government <laughs> telling me the exact Show, shows no bounds. Your love shows no right. bounds. So when I go into aliens, it's more dimensional right. and spiritual. Right. But as far as disclosure, I mean, when would there be a better time than right now? So the biggest fear with disclosing aliens was always, oh, my God, the people can't handle it. Religions, people will kill themselves. Uh-huh. So, I mean, in a time where people are distracted by a million different things, wouldn't now make the most sense? Yeah. I mean, think about it. Tucker Carlson dropped right. on a show on Fox saying, you know, the fucking the higher ups in the world, the Pentagon literally came out and said these objects are not from our earth. Right. If he and did no that one cared. two years ago, it would have been number one trending right. for four weeks. 
But now it was in the news for like the day. Right. So now everyone's so distracted. Now is when you could start it. And people are kind of immune to stuff like aliens. People so, believe anything right now. Right. They're so killed Trump that they're just, I don't care about aliens. We got to get Trump out of office. Like they're so distracted. What were you going to say? I was going to say our regular life is crazier than anything they can make. Right. That's what I mean. Like it's so insane right now. That's why they're going <laughs> to disclose it. Yeah, I agree. So, all right, boys. Uh, went a little long here, but that's fine. I, I had about a 50 minute rant in the middle of it about my life story. But uh, anything else you guys want to add? Anything along those lines? Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, during the podcast, I launched my clothing line oh, of salmon hoodie so bad. <laughs> on Twitter. Right, it's Tom. You've uh, seen both now. Who's going to bring in more yeah. money? Wait, hold on. Way. I'm not done yet. Um, so <laughs> I d- want to talk about it just for a second. Uh, <laughs> it's a salmon hoodie for both men and women. So it's sal men and so, sal women. I do like that. I'm going to give you that. <laughs> I do good. like that. So you can, you can look at that on my, on my sal women collection. A beautiful line of hoodies. Uh, Thank you. See. I can't even click on your thing. Thank Go you. His let me see. Where is it? The text buried. I know, but I don't see it on his Twitter. Oh, there it is. See, this is how bad Bob is at marketing. <laughs> so he. So, I'll pin it. So I post. I posted a video. Well, no, leave your fake and gay thing pinned. That's funny. But um, so I posted a video. I'm very strategic on my Instagram. Okay, and Return of the Jedi posted it on Twitter. But the video is amazing. It actually does our thirst trap wars, Bob, and the dick pic. And the fucking you playing the guitar. So uh, we come to a theory that this is the person who gave the bod the review. Yes. CB. Yes. Right. Yeah. So CB 22 is really representing the No Mercy podcast. And Tommy. Does this not prove that I did not leave the review since I cannot put faces on moving objects? And that's what was in the video. No, I think Kurt is CB. This guy CB as well. But he did a moving object with my head. I can't do that. Hmm. Well, maybe you discovered it. You've been asking about so it. So maybe it's just comp- maybe you saying you can't do that. And it's not been a trap. It's been a psyop. I'm playing this whole time game. setting up for this one moment where you actually do it and then have plausible deniability because you're not capable of that. It makes sense. I mean, listen, I don't think you're smart enough to do that, but um, maybe that's been a whole 40 year psyop too. you pretending to be stupid. Yeah. But uh, this video is incredible. I mean, it's so good. It's so good. So what I did, Bob, because I wanted a lot of people to see it, wanted it to circulate. I posted this video three hours ago, and then I made sure not to tweet anything else for a few hours Correct. to give it traction. So when people go to the page, um, the Return of the Jedi's page, he did this. He's really good at this. Uh, when people go to his page, they see it. Now, you right. posted your salmon hoodie thing while on air right. like an hour ago, right? And then immediately followed it up with a retweet of Dave Portnoy. Yes. A retweet of Nick. By the way, his interview with Trump is fucking amazing. I just wanted to say that. His interview with Trump was incredible. Uh, A retweet of The Tilt talking about Beyonce being satanic. And then a retweet of Return of the Jedi who said Bill Clinton might want to move to Greece. That that was my one mistake. My one mistake was retweeting that account. I don't don't know why I did that. So so basically you've buried it. Oh, buried my own. You buried uh, your clothing. You buried campaign? your own tweet while on air. Yeah, you sent five retweets <laughs> right over top of it. Like, here's the trip that I to a trick that I used to do for those of you on Twitter. When you tweet something that you really have second doubts about, you know, ten minutes, fifteen li- minutes later, maybe it's Bob when he you know sobers up from smoking fucking a pound of weed <laughs> or you know whatever it is. But never when you do that, the key is never delete it. Right? You never delete your tweets. That's 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 fake and gay like space. What you do is you just bury it. So you go retweet four or five things so that it's buried down so it's not at the top. That's what everyone in Hollywood, that's what all the celebrities do. Uh, instead of Bob, Bob actually uh, buried his own marketing tweet. 
Well, I retweeted it, so now it's at the top. (laughs) Uh, All right. So those are your final words, Bob. You want people to look at sound men and sound women? (laughs) Yes, that's it. Bro, it makes sense. (laughs) I'm the gatekeeper to the Instagram account. I'd say 80% of the followers are hot women. (laughs) I mean, hey, when you got a fucking... When you got a sex symbol like myself as the face of this movie. Bro, it's insane. Can you blame him? Kurt, I do. Kurt. There's a Let's tragic see. flaw in Kurt's shirt, which I'm going to expose. Can I say Uh-oh. it? Okay, no, not it's yet. body. No, 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 I don't no, drop. I wanna, well, you know, I'm not going to say it because I'm going to let the f- tragic flaw be the reason why like nobody doofus? buys your fucking shirt. What? No, this is like he's going to he's going to say it's because the up is in front. Yes, of Yes, it looks like that's up how it's body. supposed it's not. to be. It's actually, yeah, no, no it that's looks just terrible. A little Bob knows. It's terrible. Bob doesn't know about. I know, marketing. and I'm going to show the worst yeah, Never mind. I'm not even going to show him. Okay. Yeah, don't even show him. Don't even. You may want to. Kurt, keep in mind, he's the only person who doesn't have a ding on Twitter. There's a high probability he's a complete black hat psyop. So I wouldn't hear anything. Wouldn't share anything with him about your new clothing line. Yeah, all right. Yeah. (laughs) He's so stupid. Ben, final words. Ben's gone. Well, I would like to say that (laughs) my my prediction here would be less about aliens, but I think I think there's a very high probability that Biden isn't even the nominee by November. Yeah. Wow. I got bets in on it. I got bets. I got ton of money. I got thousands on Kamala Harris being the VP pick too. Yeah, there's there's a lot of People on the left right now starting to talk about how bad it's getting with him. Uh, you see that he's being basically led around by the arm like Weekend at Bernie's. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the problem with this guy is that they need to hide him. But the closer that we get, the more that they're going to have to showcase him. So I think that, you know, he may say something like, oh, Kamala Harris is the VP and then drop out and she's nope. now in the running no this is what's going to happen they're going to fake a sickness with him during debate Mm -hmm. season and kamal is going to do all the debates with trump i guarantee it i don't think this is about kamala i don't think kamala is going to be anything keep in mind it is doing all the debates it's clone mala because they did put the kamala clone out now i i told everyone on twitter three months ago to put your life savings on kamala harris harris for the vp pick it made total sense it had to be a black woman so it really narrowed it down to like her, Stacey Abrams, and a couple other people. And she was the most confident of all them. So I, I have uh, 6,000 to win 5,000. It's the most I can get down on Kamala Harris to win the vice presidential pick. So I have that on there. And so I'm really hoping they pulled it off the board. It's so obvious now because uh, one of the sites, Politico or something, yeah. actually seemed like they leaked it. But uh, I've been on that forever, that Kamala Harris bet, which uh, I'll try and find the tweet if I could ever get back into my fucking account. But I don't think it's that either. I, I, I've said also in that same tweet, I told everyone to fucking bet money that Biden's not the nominee. It was like plus 1,500 or something insane. Like I have big odds on Biden not being the nominee. I don't think they want it to be Kamala, though. They want it to be Hillary. They want it to be Pelosi. There's a couple different ways that they can get Pelosi in there, too, <clears throat> which we spoke about. If Trump tries to challenge the election or whatever um, and they can get him removed, then it could be Pelosi. But I think me and Ben are in agreement that it's not going to be Biden. He's a placeholder. Bob, what's your take on Biden? My take on Biden? Just watch, you watch think, my... Do you think it's going to be him? Go on my YouTube channel, watch my music video called uh, Old Folks Home. Going to take Biden Joe to the old folks home because his mind don't even work no more. That's so funny. Do, but do you think he's going to be the nominee? Do I think he's going to be the nominee? Um, I think as long as this coronavirus is around, they're going to try to hide him as long as they can. So, yeah, I mean, I think they'll try to skate him through. Uh, they can always clone him. You know, they can always continue. To clone they did him. already. Yeah, they did already clone him. I've already found pictures of him with different ears. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kurt, final words. 
I started watching dark web unboxing videos on YouTube. There is some sick shit on the web, and I I, I don't know if anyone's ever seen it, but it is fucking what is it? dark what web is unboxing thing? videos. Oh my god. What, where do you find this? What is that on Netflix? Is it on the internet? Is YouTube. It, what are you talking about? Yeah, YouTube. They do these like unboxing things where it's like mystery boxes, right? From the dark web. Uh-huh. And there's like bloody fucking whatever. Oh, like sometimes there's like yeah. hard drives with like, you know, just disgusting shit. Like sometimes you open a box and it'll just reek and you have no idea what's inside yeah. of it. Yeah. There's some boxes what that have it? pictures of the person opening the box. Like they took pictures of them and then put it in the unboxing. Like just the craziest things you can think of. It is mm-hmm. insane. Check those out. All right. That's how you want to take your final minute. Oh, look out. Uh, Four deep media on all social media platforms. No, no. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, sorry. Yep. I thought you were talking about the new No Mercy handle. I'm sorry, I cut you off. You fucking idiot. I fucked it up. I fucked it up. <laughs> well, forget it now. Just forget it. No, no I'm not no, in no. the mood anymore. All right, I'll do it. Make sure you follow. Go. <laughs> At Four Deep Media, we're going to be tweeting out updates on the site. Uh, bodied up merch coming soon. Shut up. Up bodied. And what? <laughs> oh, body. <laughs> That's it, really. Doofus. All right. Thanks, Kurt. Great plug. So, uh, yeah, so go to all the social media platforms. Interrupted. How's oh, it wow. feel? I, I, expe- I expected you to have some passion. See how I can just re kickstart my passion? Like, I, I, I run through you. <laughs> this is training from being in prison, robbing a bank. Someone like you can't stop me. Bro, I, was- I fucking run through you, beta snowflakes. Bro, I was all counted. Fucking warrior. Fucking Maximus Deserus G. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that should have been my twitter name maximus g uh so anyway four deep media uh go to four deep.com sign up on the landing page uh tell a friend to tell a friend send that around keep in mind it's just a landing page we threw up so don't judge the site by it. the logo i actually drew on my kitchen counter so you can give me some credit for that but um sign up for deep media so at four deep media on instagram twitter parlor um where else facebook i don't know if we have facebook no, yet no. but four deep media the reason we're doing that is because we're going to have a lot of different angles. We're going to have four deep sports. We're going to have all this stuff. So just make sure you find, sign up for four deep media uh, over there on all the social platforms. Get to four deep.com. I am done. We're right around the three hour mark. We knew this one was going to be long. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Those of you that made it to the wire. Thank you to Ben. Follow him on Twitter at X Ben Jamin Jamin J A M M I N X. So X is surrounding his name. Ben Jamin on Twitter. Uh, follow Bob at Bob's Lessons. Uh, he's the safest person to follow and interact with because he gets no strikes <laughs> from anyone. So a uh, very safe haven for you guys who want to speak to us. Uh, and then you could follow Kurt at the No Mercy Bod. What? Uh, at no? the Bod No Mercy. At the Bod Has Mercy. Listen, let's put it Twitter. this way. If you want to vote for co-host of the year, it will be hosted on my Twitter account. So you need to follow uh, Which is at Merciless Bob. Kurt, why are you afraid to give out your other handle if it's not your I, burner? Why are you afraid? It's not a fucking burner. A burner is when like, you have a fake account like Kevin Durant and comment on your own account. Bro, you like go my on a other no, burner is burners, the fake account. Right. The commenting is what people who have burners Let tend to do. Let me explain this. So when Twitter started 2010 or whatever, I signed up for Twitter. That's my main account. That's where I follow 100 people. Okay, don't... Tommy, real quick. Before, before we go, we got to guess what his fucking 
Twitter handle. It was burn. It's got to be told you. I, I, had, I, I had something in 2011. I, I, like Jim Tomei. I have his burner. What's Jim Tomei's? I already have. I already have. I already have his burner. So it's not a fucking burner. I don't tweet from it. It's just for. Information. It's a burner. You use it secretly. No, it's a burner. It, no, it wasn't secretly. What, what is a burner it, phone? Time out. So I started the Bod No Mercy because you made me start the Bod No Mercy like... Because I am the fucking boss and you are okay, subservient okay. slave okay, of okay, me, okay. you nothing of a human. But you made me do it like Beta six bitch. months ago. That's like saying I was right. never on Twitter before six months ago. Of course I had my basic well, really account where I'd get information from. But I don't tweet from it. It's not a burner account. I just use it to follow whatever I follow. Like, that's the only Cuck. way I see your tweets, Bob, is from my main account. Cuck. Cuck. Now, I got to sift through my, my uh, followers. Your 15,000 followers. This may take a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. Uh, I don't know if we added the music to the beginning or end. Um, we're recording this now. We'll add that later. If we did, cool. Here comes the music. Hit it, Miyagi, if we didn't. Uh, either way, good luck. Stay questioning, motherfuckers.